Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. RadioLeMans.com So as the motorcycles, the police motorcycles move off, this is very nicely done. The green flag, the warm-up lap, if you will, for the first round of the Japanese Super GT. Live here this morning with Sam Collins of Race Car Engineering and me, John Heindorf, with the police motorcycle and police car escort. I can see that catching on. Uh, and let's remind you of the grid. 82 laps, by the way. Uh, for those of you who are counting such things. So on uh, pole position in a lap record time or a qualifying record time, should I say, is the 37 Keeper Tom's RCF, Andrea uh, Calderari. Oh, and one of the motorcyclists has gone down <laughs> at the hairpin at the far end of the circuit. And that just shows you how slippery it is. That's at uh, Atwood Curve, I believe. That he's gone off there. The first corner is called first corner. Then it's Williams, the Moss S, the Atwood Curve, which is a big hairpin. Then into the hairpin. Which is a hairpin. Called the hairpin. Then Revolver. I haven't got to the bottom of that one yet. No. Then Piper, Redman, Hobbs, Mike Knight, and then the last corner, which is called? Last corner. Correct. What Uh, else would you call it? Who was Mike Knight? Uh, Mike Knight, it was... Um, oh, go on, you tell a story. I don't know. I thought it was something to do with uh, Night Rider. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hello, Michael. Um, he was... Uh, I know this. Hang on. I shall look back at my notes. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, that's going to be seriously embarrassing for that uh, police officer who dropped it there. Uh, but we have had rain overnight, and the, the overnight rain has caused a real shift in the grid, John. Uh, Mike Knight was uh, the man behind the Winfield Racing School. Oh, there you go. There you go. I knew it was in the north somewhere, because I, I thought that as well and went and looked it up. I didn't know that. Uh, so all bar one of the police motorcyclists, then, are heading back up this circuit, formerly known as T.I. Aida, and the... Circuit that was built out in the literally in the middle of nowhere in the foothills of the mountains, hence the uh, slightly uh, dodgy weather conditions that can uh, affect it. Does look horrible as well and greasy. You can see the guys on the bikes at the moment not leaning at all on those uh, motorcycles, which I think a Kawasaki is not sure. Uh, my knowledge of Japanese police motorcycles, John, is not that but Very nearly high. came down on the BMW today, but uh, I thought I wouldn't subject you to that. We're in the mighty Audi A6 instead. So the parade lap now completed. Uh, a goodly sprinkling of fans in the main grandstands. It's great to see those flags waving. What you watch during the race, John, you'll see the fans for each different faction, different manufacturer wave their flags as they come past and as the sirens wave That's and the cars fantastic. come back to the grid have a listen to that I need, we need this at uh, Silverstone for the WEC that is absolutely awesome and that is the proper pace car they're now picking up as the police escort goes around it 
Yeah, it's magnificent stuff. The Lexus pace car with its lights out. So that is effectively the parade lap. That is the formality done. Rolling start? Rolling start, very much. Um, two starting packs. You'll see the GT500 go off first, and they'll be into... That would be a good way down through the Moss S into Atwood Curve before you see the GT300s have a second group start. So we get two starts for one, and it really then becomes two races within one. But I expect a lot of action off this start line. In the GT300 class, keep an eye on Tomonobu Fuji in the number 21 car. He was fastest in this morning's wet weather session, the only wet weather running they've had. In the 500 class, it looks like Calderelli is going to be one to watch, but... That whole class is packed with such a high calibre of drivers. Mm. You know, where Heike Kovalainen is not seen as a star driver there at the moment. That's He's still quite got remarkable, to prove himself. You know, a Formula One Grand Prix winner. That is quite remarkable that that is the case. Also new in that class, Oliver Turvey, yep. been loaned by McLaren to Honda for this uh, for this year's championship in Super GT. So the cars still trying to get some heat into their various tyres. And this is Nismo TV live with the opening round of the Japanese Super GT Championship race car engineering magazines, Sam Collins, and I'm John Hindorf. And I'm really looking forward to this. Fantastic images from Okiyama. And the weather not playing ball early on, but this could make things very interesting at the front of the field. 15 GT. 500s and a huge field of GT 300s for the season and indeed for this race. Well, one of the reasons we've got such a big GT 300 field, John, is the increase in number of Nismo GTRs we've got running in that class. They seem to have multiplied over the winter where only one or two. We've now got quite a lot more with some of the top teams like Gainer switching to the GTR. So watch those 2015 spec GTRs as the uh, the GT500 cars explore that wet line where I think the SLS went off earlier. Yeah, that looks awful. You can see as soon as people put power down, the back end of the cars are just beginning to squirm around whatever tyres and comment. And there's evidence of water that's been running across the track as well. Now, it, it doesn't appear to be ra raining too heavily at the moment, and indeed, the optimist in me says it's brightening up over there. So we could... This could be one of those races where the transition from intermediates or wet tyres to dry could be the absolute key to the race. The Lexus pace car pulls off into the pit lane. Pit lane that was moved uh, to make life easier rather than being on the very fast entry to the final corner. And we have the 2x2 two two formation at the front of the field as we're getting ready to go racing for 2015 in the Japanese Super GT live here on Nismo.tv. This is a great sight. The flags are flying from the fans in the grandstand. The headlights are on. The hammers go down and we are racing. And from pole position, it is the Lexus that pulls away. And that's a pretty decent first corner for the pole sitter, Andrea Calderelli. Oh, we've got a car round there, John. It looked like that was the Saad Toyota. No, that wasn't the Saad. That was the Petronas Toyota. I think that was... That's James Rossiter. Yeah, it's Rossiter. That's Rossiter. GT300 gets underway. And again, it looked like the Paul Sitter just about, yes, hanging on there. That's Andrea Couto. And he's got the jump there straight away in the Gainer Tanax GTR. 
down. Look at them looking for the outside line there, looking for grip. Oh, and that, that CRZ there, the little draft GT car in second position there, John, was desperately close to putting it in the wall. Uh, and that is uh, Shinichi Tagaki come up from row two in the Arta CRZ, the 55 car coming through. That one at least will stand out in the dull conditions. So the two pole sitters have broken away from the pack, and that's exactly what they would have wanted to do. 82 laps on the lap counter. Battle for second in the GT500 category as they go through a side-by-side. The Petronas car with Rossiter trying to recover from that little incident at the first corner. Uh, this is not a... Uh, well, Rossiter had in his last Super GT race at uh, Motegi, Rossiter had a fairly torrid time of it and lost it as the Honda there loops around. That's the new Honda team. Uh, the replacement for Dome, the Dragon Modular team and that is Kagure at the wheel first first race for this team and that's the car that Oliver Turvey will get into later in the race that, that's a brand new car that is a brand new concept as well for these guys they've been pushing very hard to get this car ready and into the championship that's right this is the NSX hybrid so it's one of the it's, it's a, an, a bit of an oddity this car it's a DTM chassis with the engine in the wrong place well yes the uh, the whole concept of this uh, common chassis for uh, the GT300s that can have the engine in either end. Basically, you kind of flip it around. I'm not sure I kind of get my head round it, but Sam tried to explain it to me in the car earlier, and I'm still none the wiser, if I'm honest. Meanwhile, at the head of the field, it is still the pole sitters, and what, that's about three quarters of a second for Andre Couto, as there's a challenge oh, round for... the outside. <laughs> that is just imperious. I was, I was taking a second look there. I was wondering if that was a GT500 car that was making its way back through the field, but it wasn't. That was the Toyota Prius there, John. You had the two hybrids. You had the Honda hybrid, the CRZ, taking on the Toyota hybrid as the... Oh, oh and that is the news. Team Study BMW. So Yara has gone off, and it looks like he's got some damage on the left front there. The Prius, uh, the 31 car, starting in fifth, and Kokisaga then up into second position for that Prius. Now, that could see a safety car. It's in a slightly ropey position there, John. But the, and that's a battle for the lead in GT300. That Prius is really on it. Coming down the inside into the heavy braking area towards the end of the lap. And they've already got lapped traffic. Well, that well, looked no, like... that's not lap traffic. That is trouble for the Kahin NSX. And he has hit the Toyota. It's Hideki Muto at the 17 car. The blue Kahin NSX Concept GT. So they've had some issue earlier on. And the safety car is out. Yeah. Obviously, there's an intervention vehicle there at the fast side. Now, it, that's an intervention vehicle. These guys are still racing, John. Yeah, that <laughs> is white lights. So, same as a white flag, still on the circuit. And those guys race past that remarkably. This is still the battle for GT300. Lead then, Andre Kuto with Koki Saget right in his wheel tracks at the moment. And if you. Uh, it's not going to be in his wheel tracks much longer, John. That hybrid, that little hybrid there is going to boost well, past him. He's just taking a more normal line than the Nissan is able to. The Nissan punching a big hole in the air and has got the horsepower down the straight, but down into the first corner, cold first corner. It will be down the inside. Cookie Saga, surely. No, late on the brakes, Kuto, but he has to stay wide in the GTR. And the Prius has got the position. No, it has to drop to the left-hand side. 
Now, can he pull around the outside manoeuvre? He's done it once already. Stay off the curb. He the has done. grip that little Toyota has got is incredible, John. Not all-wheel drive, either. Not all-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive. It's got the, the back. What's in the back of that Toyota, though, is a little bit different to what you find in your production Toyota. That's an RV8K, the engine used up to the end of last season by the, Toy- the Rebellion uh, LMP1 team, that Toyota LMP1 engine. Now, uh, th- what we don't know, of course, is what tyres everybody's on. I would say Wet. that... that inters. Well, I'm just wondering, because straight away, as soon as the Prius got into the lead, it was looking for wet. Mm. I wonder if they're on full wet, and I wonder if there's been one or two gambles. If you're on pole position, though, you don't really want to gamble on, on inters, but they may be using their tyres differently. Uh, we're on lap number five, four completed, and already some lapage going on with people who are struggling and it's still that uh, NSX Concept GT no, Hitachi Motor who no, that was the slow. Subaru that was the Subaru there John that's okay, struggling so that's, that's dropped back and they're passing the gainer so they're actually right in the tail end of the GT300 cars already so this is their, this is already lapped ca- traffic on lap 4 so it's taken 4 laps to catch up to the back of the field with this massive Lexus squabble for second position I mean this and trying to get in on the action as well this is brilliant stuff the RCF Side by side, that is the Atwood curve on the far side of the circuit. The Nissan snips through into third position. And that is the uh, Takikawa in second place. The Takikawa car he's uh, sharing with Hiroki Ishura in the Zenit 38 car. You're absolutely right, John. I just saw a bit of puddle hunting going on there. They are trying to cool down these wet tyres. And look at the number of intervention vehicles on. It's quite brave to keep running in these conditions, but, you know. I'm guessing the thing that that's quite a slow corner. That's Ronnie Quintarelli, who obviously drove brilliantly last year in that Nissan, hunting down the second position car as we have a quick look at the race leader, Ronnie Quintarelli, doing massive puddle hunting there. So these guys are going to be in the pits for tyres in the next five laps, John. So down towards the first corner, second and third call past one of the Mercedes-Benz SLSs there. So Calderelli leads in the 37 in the Tom's RCF from pole position. Has cleared out a little bit. The battle is for second position in the GT500 category. The 300 category from fifth on the grid, Koki Saga, who shares with Yuchi Nakayama on the Bridgestones. Now, interestingly, it's Bridgestones at the head of the 500 field as well. So I wonder if they've got something a little bit special as far as rain tyres. And here comes Quintarelli, defending champion, side by side with the RCF, but can't make that happen. Yes, he can. Into Atwood. Gets it done. Got a great run out of... uh, Excuse me, that's into the hairpin. Out of uh, Atwood and down to the hairpin. Got a great run out of Atwood Curve. And here's that battle for the GT300. Second place now, this is. This is the gain of GTR. Andre Couto was on pole position. And he's got that R to C, RZ. The Honda right in behind him. Now, the team of that R to C, RZ, John. It's tiny, isn't it? It's a tiny little Jaff. This is, that's a Jaff GT300 car. Jaff Com- standing for? Jaff means Auto Federation. Right. Taking on a standard GT3 car, which is the GTR, you see. So you see the, the real difference between those two car types. That um, Arta CRZ is a hybrid, but Arta is also known by a different name, Autobacks Aguri, mm. or previously known, Super Aguri. Yep. And we'll hear about them later in the race. <laughs> Will we? <laughs> <laughs> Here is that battle for second in GT300. Remember, two different classes, GT500 at the front, GT300 
Uh, sort of a performance balanced class really now, GT300, although Sam was describing it to me as a performance box rather than performance balancing. It's a different way to look at it. And I'm, again, I, I need more time with Sam to make that work for, <laughs> for my brain at this time on an Easter Sunday morning for those of us watching in Europe. And uh, welcome if you are just joining us. You've missed a very frantic couple of laps. Oh, double yellows can't overtake there. Yeah, still... and that's the new McLaren, the very, uh, probably the brightest coloured McLaren in the world, actually. This is an Itasha car, a, a painfully... Um, embarrassing car it translates as essentially and it is painfully embarrassingly slow unfortunately for the boys in Woking their GT300 campaign this year doesn't look like it's going to be very successful is that a 650? no I believe that's a 12C alright okay still a 12C so on to the start finish line let's see if we can get through a full lap with these uh, 300s across the start finish line down towards the right hander at first corner then there's a quick blast into the fast left hand corner at Williams no that we're not going to be able to say that because we've got too much fighting going on for the positions in GT 500 have you got any timing up yet by the way I don't have any timing okay. John, I'm afraid so what we can see is what we can see so this is the battle for fourth fifth and sixth Kunimoto Hirate and Motoyama in the RCF and the S road GTR just sitting at the back there that's the sort of silver and maroon car at the back of that grid. In front of them are the cars that are second and third. So we've actually got second down to fifth position within the within the lead of the race at the moment. Still Andrea Calderelli in the pole sitting Tom's RCF. So all good news for him, of course, while these guys are battling furiously behind him. No, I've only got the Super GT fun book. Excellent. <laughs> really useful. So still that price leading in GT300, but the GT500 battle behind the leader, who is still pulling away, is what we're interested in at the moment. Live coverage of round one of Japanese Super GT. The BMW has been recovered back to the garage, Sam, but... That does not look good at all. No, it's nosy in. And Terry Yarrow was just hopping out of the cockpit. They've got some repair work to do on that car. And they've lost a lot of ground. But people who are going to be losing ground in this Dartford Tunnel-esque traffic jam <laughs> uh, in the GT, it's all of the GT500 runners who aren't in the lead of this race right now. And they are getting seriously held up by the GT300 cars. But that's a feature of this championship, John. Everywhere, once the race gets underway a little bit deeper in, there's GT300s everywhere and GT500s everywhere, and it makes for this fantastic racing. Battle for fifth position, and the GTR, the Nissan coming down the inside into the first corner, gets that one and holds that position. That's a pretty decent overtaking manoeuvre, and still people clearly just looking for grip out there at the moment and trying to explore different areas of the circuit. Still very much enough water on the circuit to see it being thrown up behind the cars. Well, that so that, that, that is not just damp, is it? No, I'm just having a look down in the Nismo BMAX racing team pit area at the moment, John, and they have slicks ready, but the mechanics are showing no sign of limbering up or going anywhere near. No tyre warmers allowed either. No tyre warmers, exactly. 
those are full wets as well. There. Those are full wets. I wonder if they're on Inters then. I think so. I think the mechanics seat there is a full wet, and uh, they've got there. The mechanics are sort of half ready to do a stop, but I think they're waiting for that driver info that it's it's time, and there's clearly no dry line on this circuit at the moment. As we go wheel to wheel with the second position cars touch, back into GT two hundred. Yeah, this is the gear of GTR, the darker of the two cars, the very orange. Uh, CRZ, CRZ for those of you in the States, is back into second position. That's uh, trading paint and trading positions pretty much every Scott, other quarter. Here, here comes Godzilla's power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, two minds, one thought there from uh, Sam Collins of Race Car Engineering and me, John Hindorf. So back up into second place then. Shinichi Takagi sharing with uh, Takashi Kobayashi on the Bridgestones, remember. And that is the battle for second place. The prize has just disappeared. Koki Saga is way up the road. It did very well. The, the, these conditions seem to suit that car, John. In, in warm-up, it was quite. It started gapping it. And again, if you see this little Jaff GT300 car, is gapping that GTR. As the GT500s come up to the front of the GT300 field, he's going to... In less than 10 laps. In less than 10 laps. But, you know, look at that traffic jam there as they go through that battling pack. The GTR, the Tanax GTR, the number 10 car, Andre Kuto, is on Dunlops, by the way. Now, that is the S road. For those of you who played uh, any of the driving simulation games, you'll be very, uh, very much used to seeing the S road colours. Uh, this was just a few moments ago, down into the first corner, and the S road GTR making the best of some grip from the Dunlops around the uh, outside. of the Michelins, excuse me, on the S-Road. We're getting a look no. at a battle. He started, no. down, he started down in 10th position, by the way, Satoshi Motoyama. So he's actually had a pretty decent run. Yeah, I think this, is the, this race is right now being defined by what's going on with these tyres. I mentioned earlier about puddle hunting. Yeah. And what that is, is the, these tyres aren't designed, the wet tyres aren't designed for when the track starts to dry out like it is now. And so they start to overheat. And it wears them out really quickly as we see this battle for GT500 going on. And that's fourth position now for Motoyama. He's right up to the back of Kunimoto in the Ineos RCF. Another new car for this year? It's exactly. The f it's the first time... Uh, no, the Ineos um, car is, has, is we've, we've had for a few few years now. Okay, um, it's the It's the GT300 Lexus, which is the GT3 spec car. Right. That we haven't seen. Haven't seen on TV yet, actually. Um, haven't seen on camera, but we will see, I'm sure. But that car is the first ever race for it. And that is a new fourth position. If the S-Road car can go through, he can. Very great in the great conditions that we have here at Okuyama for the first round of the Japanese Super GT here on Nismo TV. Brought to you by the power of Nismo Global. Hashtag eat, sleep, race, repeat. Another big year. For Nismo, of course, John Hindorf and Sam Collins with you. And got to say that the Kunimoto's qualified in second place. He's gradually being shuffled back. But what we don't know is the tyre strategy here. Although you were having a bit of a chat with uh, some of your contacts to try and get some of the gossip from the pit lane uh, from the early part of this, uh, from this meeting. It is the first round of a brand new series, but we've seen precious few at the moment. Right over the week, as we check back in uh, with the keepers, Tom's RCF. This is Andrea Calderari and is he leading Calderelli 
uh, in the lead from port position. Precious few new car wars, though, for the new season. No. Well, we've, we've seen a few problems. The Hondas haven't had unreliability, but they haven't had pace either, and Honda was struggling last year with both. So the Hondas are the weakest of the GT3 500 cars, as we see Rossiter recovering against the equally recovering Cahin NSX, or sorry, Raidrig NSX uh, GT500 Honda. They've not had the best time of it with this new rules because the, the, they decided to adopt this mid-engine philosophy the other GT500s went for the front-engine philosophy. The car's designed to be front-engine, the chassis designed front-engine, so the Honda's always a bit compromised. But mm. they sort, they've now sorted out their overheating problems that they had last year, so that's a big step forward as we take a look at Daisuke Ito, who's looking like he's fancies a go. <laughs> <laughs> so settling into this, and delighted to say that other than the early problems for the BMW and a spin for James Rossiter, and indeed that dark blue car right ahead of him who had a half spin precious fl- few issues to talk about at the moment this is sixth and seventh now in gt500 which is a a decent run from both of them to get back to there if i'm honest because uh, they did struggle early on and must have dropped down to the back of the gt500 uh, John, just a little bit of update on the GT300 runners there for you. Um, a few laps ago, this is we had the uh, that car we saw scampering off into the distance, the Jaff GT car, the Prius, is now at. We managed to get a gap up of 19 seconds yep. already, so he's he's gone. Yeah, he has gone, and and that is a cocky saga. Uh, this car qualified in fifth position, so the one lap speed maybe not quite there, but absolutely stunning stuff. Uh, from that uh, little Prius that leads the GT300 field. And, uh, well, it's not going well for the GTR there as this Audi sports car in fourth position. This this car was actually quickest in wet practice this morning, John. And this the is Rich, Richard Lyons is at the wheel of this, and this is the battle for third position. And the Tanax GT. RGT3 under pressure. You can't see the Audi behind it. That's a big Nissan. But the Audi cannot live with the Nissan on the faster parts of the circuit. Out of Atwood and down towards the heavy braking area into the hairpin corner, which is called hairpin corner. Then there's the little left-hander at Revolver, which drops away nastily there. You can see that the, the camber on the road changes and Richard Lyons will not be denied as he comes into Piper. And then they'll... Head slightly up the hill to Redmond, the next left-hander, and then the long right-hander at Hobbs. Well, we were looking at the drivers. The drivers were all looking at what we should have been looking at, which is the it's race here. And that's a... Oh, he hasn't. He hasn't. Lions couldn't get round it's the not done inside yet. of the SLS, which is desperately trying to get out of the way of the Leon SLS, uh, which was started by Haruki Kurosawa. That car started in ninth position in GT 300s. And now they come round to Mike Knight's corner, the left-hander, and a short straight before the last left-hander back onto the main straight where the bulk of the spectators are. That's where they are now. And it would seem as though that GTR survived for another lap. It did indeed, John. I, just looking at the car, the way Richard Lyons, the former, I think, 2003 GT500 champion, uh, British driver there. and He's got him. He's got him now, yeah, Absolutely. Oh, has it? No, no. Oh, no. The GTR has Godzilla around the outside. You see, he's got Williams. that power as the GT500 cars are coming to join in the fun. 
Well, that's the Moss Esses now. And now into the breaking area for this long right-hander at Atwood Curve. number of different configurations that can be used. This is the long one, the 3.7 kilometres, 2.3-mile Grand Prix circuit, as it is named. And now there's trouble for these guys because they're looking in their mirrors. They're trying not to get in the way of this battle that we've seen early on. Oh, there's that troubled uh, GT500 NSX there, John, as Surprised well. Surprised that hasn't come into the pit because it just does not have the pace. No, the it's, clearly, it's clearly suffering. I mean, it's being beaten up on by cars it really shouldn't be beaten up on. One thing I was noticing as we see Lyons get a great run on the exit of that corner is that he's getting a slightly better drive off. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, and he's demonstrated it by taking third. Yeah, nicely done that as he heads into third position now. And... Everybody like, oh, oh there's been four. Was that the Leon that, SLS again? No, I think it was the Leon SLS there in that same spot that we saw the study car off for a long time. So it's clearly treacherous there. My, so Richard Lyons then. No, I apologise. It's, it's the, the Treble one. 1 SLS, which is the RN Sports driven by Mr. Ueda. Oh, well done. Ueda -san. And how, here we have the first GT500 pit stop, John. I think this will be for tyres only. So That is the Saad car which is the Kovalainen car, I believe, leaving the pits. We didn't actually see what he put on. Yep, that is the Team Saad Lexus making a stop, but we didn't see what boots he put on. Well, and that is the Kovalainen Hirati car, and I don't think they'd have made a driver change with only 14 laps in, John, so it's a shame we didn't see what he put on his car. Well, what we can do... There's, a, there's the hint of a dry line there, but nothing else. The windscreen wipe is still going on that... Saad Lexus started in 7th position, the 39 car, the Denso Cabelco Saad RCF. And this is the same team Saad, obviously, that's involved with Morand to come to the Le Mans 24 Hours this year. Uh, they are very keen to go and do LMP1 at some point fairly soon, I hear. Hmm. Everybody's ears just pricked up there. Uh, at Specutainment... And at race car engineer, we've got the tweet deck up. Russell Webb saying, I can't keep a straight face when we're talking about the Mike Knight corner. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Michael. The S Road GTR continues its uh, move up the GT 500 field. Satoshi Motoyama really enjoying these conditions and able to position that GTR on the wetter side of the circuit. There's the Lotus, first time we've seen yeah. that, the white car there that was getting past. That's one of the new GT300 cars. Now, that's what we call a mother chassis car. So this shares an identical chassis and engine to the Toyota 86s we're seeing in the, in the same class. Except presumably the engine's in a different place on the Lotus. In the Lotus, the engine's in the back. Okay, so they've just spun this chassis round and put the bodywork on the opposite way. Basically, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a bit of a clever idea where all these teams can go have to use... If they want to do a mother chassis car, they have to use the same chassis, but they can use whatever engine they like, whatever tyres they like, whatever suspension they like, whatever gearbox they like. Or they can just buy kit of parts from the, from the menu from the, from the organisers. Uh, it's actually a Nissan engine in that, in that Lotus, and it's also a Nissan engine in the Toyota, but Toyota refused to accept having a Nissan engine in the Toyota, so it's badged a GTA engine. I'm sure it is, yes. political reasons, but it's very much a Nissan V8 engine in that. Now, looking now at last year's champions, the Mortel Autec GTR, Ronnie Quintarelli started that car, and he has gained on the leader now. And it's been a gradual run back to 
the front of the field by the number one car that's white and purple RCF with Andrea Calderelli at the wheel is the leader of the motor race and now you've got to think that the tyre strategy is beginning to play out for perhaps people who started on Inters didn't have the pace at the start Sam now they're being able to utilise those a little more whereas anyone who started on full wet might just be struggling a bit and I would say that the Lexus looking you called it puddle hunting I like that looking for the damper part of the circuits now gets back to driver's left which is the correct racing line for the hairpin corner but it's the S-Road GTR to keep your eye on there, John. He's come from 10th uh, to 3rd in not, not all that many laps. And he's really on a mission. But the Motul GTR there now really getting up on the action there as well, if we have a look. I'm just trying to see. Yeah, this is, this is the battle for the lead here. Yep, and he's absolutely. really coming, hoovering back up. And, uh, well, so we know the Lexus is running job. out of tyre. Yeah. I think the Lexus is running out of tyre. I think that's exactly what is going on at the moment. Now, diving backwards and forwards through the traffic might just be slight advantage to the car with the full wets on it'll be cooling the inters but all the time that the cars are running around there all the time that we've got this 40 plus car field it's drying it out and the battle for the lead comes across the line at the end of lap number 16 we start lap number 17 and there was just a little challenge there, wasn't there? Going down in the yeah. first corner, down towards the Moss Esses now. And you can see... This is like a go-kart battle, John. It's quite clear to me that the the mortal car, Ronnie Cintarelli, has got more grip and he's been able to use it. You can see the body language of the keeper's Tom RCF with Andrea Calderelli at the wheel. He's not even trying to get to the apex on a lot of these corners because he just hasn't got the car turning. Well, Quintarelli just there on the exit of that corner, John, was just—he he was hopping around on the inside. I mean, it's darting around in the mirrors, and uh, there's no way that he, Quintarelli uh, cannot get by at this point. And he's even feeling confident enough to go to the inside to the non-rain line and <laughs> finding easy. the grip there. Candy for a baby, that new leader. Then lap number. 17 and that is last year's champion and this is where he checks out last year this is the final race Quintarelli disappeared off into the distance when this happened however still pit stops to come driver change not even at quarter distance yet John. what we need to do is keep an eye if we can on the Kohai Hirate 39 car which was the first of the 500s to come in mm. and I can't believe he went to slicks he must have gone to Inters. I've been it's trying to find out. Unfortunately, we didn't see it on the screens, and it's not appearing anywhere on my uh, pit cameras either, so uh, I don't have that information. The Michelin engineers, though, however, are getting very, very involved down at the Motul team as their, their car has taken the lead. And they have both slicks and wets lined up at the back of the pit wall, and no sign of a stop coming for them either. Well, Motul on Michelin the car that has just gone by on Bridgestone is that an issue do we have different compounds well of course we will this is a full tyre battle and this is a tyre battle that has cubic yen thrown at it this is every bit as cut and thrust as it was in the years of tyre wars in Formula 1 or any other championship there's the, That's the Takashi Kaguri that's the Modulo Honda, the new team, um, to replace the Dome team, which has, have left GT500. And Ollie Turvey will be getting in that car later on. 
the red, white, black machine carving its way past the S Road number 48. No, that's Motoyama, who's now obviously. Yeah, that's interesting. It looks like Motoyama may be running out of tyres because yeah. he's just got passed by two of two Hondas. And there is Turvey waiting for his turn. No sign of getting ready to go in. So still somewhere away for the pit stop for the S Road team. However, it does look like we are about to get the race leader in the pits in the coming laps. But what tyres? Is he going to go for... It looks like wets there, John. They are picking them up and selecting out the tyres. Are tires. they full wets or are they in this? I am not familiar with those compounds from Michelin. Those look like full wets. Okay, we just cut off it on the other feed that we have here. We've got our Snoop Cam on... Uh, in fact, it's on the Nissan Motorsports Japan Ustream feed. If you want to have a look at that as well. But both of the... Uh, Nissans we've been talking about, the 1 and the 46 on Michelin's. The bulk of their competition at the head of the field on Bridgestones. Yokohama for Lucas Ordines and Daiki Sasaki on the D-Station GTR, the Advan car. And Bertrand Baguette will get into the Daisuke Nakajima Epson NSX. That is on Dunlops, the sole Dunlop in runner in GT. 500, but that car has not had the pace early uh, on. It's been running around rather slower than we would have expected. Now, John, one thing a lot of people have talked about with these uh, these current generation GT500 cars with their four-cylinder turbocharged two-litre engines, and particularly in the case of the Honda Hybrid as well, as there's a oh, loose look. wheel. Some, somebody's lost a wheel somewhere, um, and, and it's one of the Hondas. It's now, that's interesting, is... Is that someone who's just been in and out of the pits? It's the 64 car, isn't it? It's the Bertrand Baguette car that I was just talking about. The Daisuke Nakajima. And that is a Dunlop wheel and tyre that is off towards the driver's right. Running uh, down towards... Now, where is that? That's coming... That looks like between Revolver and Redmond to I, me. I would uh, agree with that. And that's not a particularly easy place for the... Uh for the safety workers to get to. While we're sort of looking at what happens with this uh, errant wheel from the Nakajima team, I did see as, as we were watching that one of the uh, Mother Chassis 8 Toyota 86 had come past with the rear end completely stoved in. Right. Still racing away, but serious damage on one of those uh, GT300, GT86s. Well, so that's one to keep an eye on as well. As you can imagine, we're concentrating... At least our director is concentrating on the battles at the head of the field. Pit stops imminent though for Nissan. And that's the race leader there, John. That will be the Motul Autec car coming in for fuel and possible driver change. It's a little bit early to change the driver, quarter distance. But if they're refueling at 20 laps, it means we're probably on for a three or four stop race here. Uh, and Motoyama then dropping back. Did get up as high as fourth position. Now sits in fifth and he's got the Calsonic GTR with... Uh, Hironobu Yasuda going up the inside there at the hairpin, and that was very easily done. So he heads down to Revolver. Well, you watch that, John, and I'm going to watch the what's going on in the, with the race leader making a pit stop, as I'm not sure we're going to see it coming. Yeah, he comes, he's, he's not coming this time, Sam. He's gone round. OK, yeah, I see that. Uh, past one of the Porsches there, a very much a GT3. Oh, that, that, was, a late, that was a late call there, John, because the, uh, the crew chief there didn't expect him not to come. Oh, really? Yeah. Move the pit bull back out of the way. I see no tyres yet, but this is definitely a stop for fuel. So it means we've got about 20, 21 laps of fuel. 
means the race is a race of quarters. What we've got to also keep an eye on is that Saad RCF, the Kohai Herate car, Heike Kovalainen will be jumping into that Bridgeton shot car later on in the race. I'd say we'd probably expect those stops then about, if we know these cars, the, the fuel economy on most of these cars is about the same. Right. So I'd expect we'd see the drive changes around lap 43. They do double stint, do they? Normally speaking. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, only, it's only 20 laps, isn't that that far for this sort of driver? 82 laps is the magic number. We are just over, or just on ah. a quarter distance. Now, the Motul Autec team have all retired back into their pit garage. Now, what's going on here? I wonder if he radioed in to say he had a problem. And maybe he thought he had a puncture. They did have the dolly jacks ready as well, which I was why I was watching that quite so studiously. I was, wasn't quite sure what had gone on there, but they, they seem to have gone back into the garage. So, possible issues for the race leader so let's just keep an eye on that and uh, see if that Drago NSX is actually recovering quite well this is a car that had a spin earlier in the race for him with John well, he's moving back through the field quite nicely up to third third position for Takashi Kagure in that 15 car red white and black well Honda need a good result they've not had the best start to their motor racing campaign this year how important is it for these Japanese manufacturers to do well in their home series? Is it as important to them as it would be for DTM to the Germans? Oh, yeah, more though. As important, if not more so. Mm. Uh, this, is, this is the manufacturer battleground. And it's big money. It's very big money, but curiously, most of the, engineer, the money comes from the engineering and technical departments of those manufacturers and not from the marketing department. So if we do get a look at the paddock, as there is definitely a problem on the race leader, John. Yeah. The left rear. Left rear, sitting yeah. down and catching the ground. I wonder if he has got uh, an issue then with... Uh, yeah, he's got a tyre going. It's the left yeah. rear tyre. So he did have a puncture and he waved them off. But that left rear tyre has gone on the mortal car. This is the defending champion car. And this is the leader of the race. Oh, or is it? Is that? That's a suspension, I think, may have gone I, there, John. The tyre looks like it's got gas in it, so. Or is it something even worse? Oh, it, dare I suggest that's engine? Oh, that would be cruel, cruel. No, no, it's tyre. It's definitely coming out of the tyre area when he's braking. It, it may even be a hub problem there or a brake problem, but there's something definitely not right, and he's struggling with that car at the moment. This is Ronnie Kinderelli, who is driving the. Uh, no, they, car. Their fire extinguishers at the ready. I, uh, I think he's I got think a brake fire. I think, I think there's a bigger problem, yeah. I think he's got a brake fire there. There's something not quite right. And uh, the, the, car was the mechanics did not expect this. They expected it a couple of laps ago. They're not expecting it now. And he's Drama. Dolly, he is going in the garage. Dolly tracks are out. Drama then for the leader of the motor race on lap. The end of lap number 22. So the lead will pass back then to the keepers, Tom Arcias of Paul Sitter, Andrea. Calderelli, but he's under pressure himself now from the Drago Modulo NSX Concept GT. Takashi uh, Kagure, right here is the Nissan into the pits. The fire extinguisher is on the left rear wheel as we expected. They're having a look underneath it. There's no great hurry here, Sam. This tells me that this car's going back in the box, and indeed yeah. it will go back into the pit stall. Disaster after they fought through to the lead. I'll just try and get it's it. It's a hub or a brake. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that tyre there, John. I think no. that's a more serious problem. I wonder if he felt something uh, and wondered if it was a tyre issue. Then it went away. Some kind of vibration or something like that. But that looks like a binding brake or a hub or, or something like that. 
Now, in theory, all of these GTRs are identical, so what falls one may befall all of them. So the battle for the lead now is between the RCF number 37 of Andrea Caldarelli and the 15 Drago Modulo NSX, the Honda of Takashi Kagura. Heike Kovalainen due to get in that car. Those are two Bridgestone short cars. The Lexus definitely has run out of tyres quicker than the NSX. I wonder if that means they've got gone for a different starting rubber side by side out the final corner and towards the start finish line and Andrea Caldarelli leaning on his competitor there as they go down to the first corner but I think that one is over and done and the NSX leads that's the third different leader and the third different brands that's led we've had the Lexus leading, we've had the Nissan leading, and now we've got the Honda leading. Uh, it's fantastic to see. And you also got front engine versus mid engine there, John. Hybrid versus non hybrid. It, it's proper racing, this. Uh, you, you, just looking at the Honda, I mean, I love the styling of this DTM rule book. These are the same technical regulations used by the DTM. The engines are in the four cylinder engines that the DTM will adopt, I believe, in 2017 but we'll see on track in 2016. And there's a lot of talk about the DTM cars coming and joining the fight. Just looking, The Honda has just left uh, the, the Toyota there for dead job. Uh, I think that Lexus is in real tyre issues now and they are in damage limitation mode. It's exactly what happened when the Nissan got up to him and then got away. He's still able to make the passes on the 300s, but he just hasn't got the punch out the corner, he hasn't got the grip out the corner, and he's looking for any bit of moisture at all on the circuit to try and cool those, those wet tyres down. You get to a point though, John, where it comes to the point where you're losing so much time, it's, you're just going to have to change tyres, and whether that works with strategy or not, you're just going to have to put it in the box. And I think these Lexuses are really struggling. That's another Honda coming up on a Lexus. I mean, the, Hon the Hondas are really working the tyres quite nicely here. I do wonder if that's down to the hybrid system. The hybrid system is balancing it out. Yeah, they, they have the, some, some uh, clever management on the throttle control. Obviously. That's the Yamamoto, Naoki Yamamoto Rebrig NSX concept. Now, that was another car we saw had issues earlier on. Started in ninth position, now up to third position as the Hondas gradually come to the front. And that's another Bridgestone uh, running car. Meantime. Another Honda that is making up ground is the Arta NSX concept started by Kazuki Matsura. And he's just gone past the, uh, the Nissan, the S-Road Nissan, the Motoyama car. So that would be for fifth and sixth position. Well, John, there's a bit of a dispute going on in the Autol GTR garage, Nismo garage, at the moment. One of the officials is holding up restart with a big cross on the front of it. So don't restart. I think that may be an indication to the crew that the car won't be allowed back out but there is also a bit of debate going on with the Super GT technical scrutineers right the team don't seem to be paying any attention to this and um, they've switched off our camera so we can't see what's going on at all anymore but we still have this great battle now and the Lexus is going to lose another place to a Honda this is not going well I mean oh, the, no, it's just, too yeah. there. and you could see I mean he's trying to bite to fight um Calderelli just needs to come in the pits. He's got to stop. He's trying to fight, and he's just... He, the, I think it's, it's as much the front as anything else. He just can't get that, the front of that, uh, of that RCF turned in. So Yamamoto then, from ninth on the grid, now up to second position and sets off in 
pursuit of the Drago NSX, the 15 car, with Takashi Kagure at the wheel. It's all going nicely Honda's way. Yeah, and that's well, not the 500 way. at least. That's not the way things look like at the beginning, as we look like we've got another team coming up to make a stop. It's a good-looking car, that, isn't it? I was the about Honda. to say, the, these DTM rules cars, now they've got the 2017 four-cylinder engines in. They are. They produce about 650 brake horsepower, maybe a bit more, and they are... Zenit's team uh, look like they're getting ready for uh, Yuchi Tachikawa to come in. Still a bit early for a driver change, I think, there, John. So it's uh, this is this is a tyre-dominated race, and it's going to get really crunchy at the end where the tyres are going to come out of sequence with the driver changes. So it's going to be quite a difficult race to, do, to call. We still haven't seen anything of the Denso car, the 39. Kohai Hirati. Oh, no, I car. think there might be damage on that Zent car. I just saw some bits of carbon flying around as it came down the straight there. There's but, our leader. But just to look at... through traffic. But just look at this, the look of this car. This is, okay, the mid-engined Honda. Dare I suggest it's a bit McLaren-like, particularly from the back. It is very McLaren-like from, mm. from the back. Now, imagine this and the other two Japanese manufacturers facing off against the three DTM manufacturers. Well... You get it's very excited just thinking about it. I do, I do. It, it could still happen. Mm. And it could happen sooner than anybody thinks. Audi have been approached by one of the Japanese teams to run one of their GT500, one of their DTM cars in GT500 as we look at the. Uh, this the is the Prius, GT300 leader. It's 23 seconds at one point he got the gap up. So it's down only, it's still around 23 seconds actually. It's, he's gone. So Toyota leads GT300, it's Honda at the head of GT500, the Zent team. A slicks, are they slick? Possibly. Meantime, back at the Motel, te Motel team, that number one car is still in the box after we saw it come in with problems to the left. Rear looked like a hub or a brake problem. Thanks for the tweets at the moment. Thomas Fellows makes a good point. Uh, could the Lexus have started on wets better at the start? The NSX yeah. and Inters is better now. That could be well what's happening. I, I'm almost certain, Thomas, that that is, is what happened. Is there a mandated driver change window? Uh, and are Toyota trying to stretch tyres to that point? I think it's not so much mandated. It's, it's a sort of realistic tyre and fuel window. I don't Thanks, Nick Holland. I don't think these cars can do the full race on the fuel tank they've got, so they have to refuel. So if you can get your tyres and fuel in sequence, you make one fewer pit stop and lose a lot less time sitting in the pits. Uh, I think that's what they're trying to work out towards. But I don't think it's a good stretch. Seventh position for the SLS there. This is the Good Smile Hatsune Miku SLS. That's uh, a Vocaloid, John. It is, a Vocaloid. Uh, started by... Tatsuya Katsuoka. Yes, we've had all of our uh, all of our uh, briefings on that from last year. I was uh, just talking a little bit about the the DTM boys coming to play, and yeah, Audi were approached by uh, one of their customers out here in Japan about running a DTM car in GT500 this season. Audi said no because they didn't like the idea of balanced performance of their engine against the four-cylinder. And they said also that their four-cylinder wouldn't be able to go on track until 2016. And it's still under discussions there. However, Team Study, the BMW team that had problems with GT300 car earlier, are making very serious noises about one of the BMW 
They're M3s or M4s now. M4s. M4 coupes coming from DTM and doing at least a couple of rounds in GT500 this year. Motoyama then. Satoshi Motoyama again dropping back in that S-Road Mola GTR, the 46 car. And he's going to lose that position. He's in sixth at the moment and James Rossiter in the Petronas car. The RCF is looking very racy indeed. After a spin, remember, on the first corner for James, really get to the bottom of that as whether he jumped or whether he was pushed. And this is the battle for sixth and seventh position. The old over and under by Rossiter gets the power on coming out of the corner and as he heads into the final two right-handers through Mike Knight and into final corner now, he will make that position stick that was his teammate there I believe there, it was certainly Daisuke one of the Petronas cars yeah. yeah I think that was Daisuke Ito getting ready to get in the 36 car Rossiter making good his escape there will be rather disappointed that he's not closer to the sharper end of things into uh, fifth position there is the S-Road the Motoyama car struggling and he's going to lose another position here Sam as uh, the Zent yeah. car is coming up to challenge as well as we're getting towards 30 laps now the, G the, the, the GTR tyre strategy so far John hasn't been hasn't worked no no they've got the wrong tyres now maybe they're hoping for a bit more rain but there is certainly a dry line now that you can see on this Okayama circuit. It's a very dark tarmac, but you can certainly see that dry line. And Well, yeah, that's, that's an interesting conversation with the Michelin engineer asking, what tyre do you want? And, yeah. and the driver saying, I want this. And the Michelin engineer saying, I don't think you do. Who was that about to get in? That was the S-Road driver. Which I thought I saw a union flag on the, uh, on the overalls there. It, sh it should it's be Yannick, it should be Yannick Gida so it should certainly be not uh, a he also looked a bit too Yannick tall Gida. a yes. bit too tall for a uh, uh, that's very interesting well we'll see how that one pans out I'm I haven't got another British driver to put in there <laughs> there are three British drivers in this race as we said earlier but certainly um, not in GT500 there's yeah. not another GT500 driver other than uh, yeah ah. Well, in which case... Yannick Gida has certainly tweeted that he's in the car. <laughs> yes, so that, that's rather thrown me out a little bit. Unless it was Ollie Turvey waiting to get in the Drago Modulo car. But maybe they've got some S-Road sponsorship as well. I'm slightly thrown by that one. Um, he's the only British driver who's not in the car who's waiting to get in the car in GT500. Unless, of course, it was Richard Lyons waiting to get into the... Uh, ah, into the GT300. Into the GT300 GTR. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Well done. Ah, no, he started the car. Ah, and he's in an Audi anyway. He's in the Audi, yeah. No, not quite sure about that one. Maybe you're seeing things. Well, I am getting old now. There is the Calsonic, another classic sponsor of this type of racing and coming up on to Andrea Caldarelli he's dropped back through the field as well Rio Hirikarawa gets into that car where will it be? Stormed away from ball position 
and Caldarelli looked like he'd made good his escape but now Hironobu Yasuda in that Calsonic GTR on the Bridgestones just railing him in three degrees higher in the air than it was when we started 30 laps ago Sam's about to open the Super GT fun book which I'm a little bit scared <laughs> and there is the battle for third and fourth position that keeper RCF right in the middle of that traffic jam trying to battle against the Calsonic GTR looks like an unequal struggle at the moment the S-Road car about to lose a, another position there as we get another look at the Lotus at the front of that picture. So the S-Road car has the Enios RCF, the number six car, right in behind him. That is Yuji Kunimoto about to take a position. And does. And that's going into Revolver and down towards Piper here, a left-hander. Piper heading up to Redmond now as the leader comes, uh, excuse me, the pole sitter comes across the line. Still waiting to see these front cars pit. Exactly that, John. And it's the Hondas have got the tyre working. I mean, it, it, I think they must be on the intermediate, but there is a dry line and it's going to cook. It's going to cook those intermediates as it can cook the wet tyre. Just looking. So, do you go on to slicks then when you stop? I think I'd go on to slicks. Looking at the circuit, we're not seeing much spray coming off these cars at all. But we, I don't think anyone's quite had it. I mean, you can clearly see a dry line there. Still, one or two windscreen wipers being used. That's the race driver. Here comes the Yes Road uh, GTR. Now, this will be an interesting stop, and he is going on to the wet Michelin tyre there, John. Well, that. Nice that, looks like, that looks like a full treaded tyre. Yeah. That, well, let's see wet. what comes off. And it's a, it's a change as well. So the that should be Yanagida getting in. And this is fuel first, tyres afterwards. So very much FIA and ACO style rules for those of you used to watching endurance racing. You do have this slight uh, anomaly that's slightly different. The, the uh, mechanic, while he's waiting to be able to uh, change the tyre, sits on the tyre, ready to go on. And remember, no t as you can see, no tyre warmers at all. Well, that's like for like, I would say. Yep. They look exactly the same to me that is going on. You can't see it on the camera right here. Oh, problem with the left front, problem with the left front, and brilliant work by the chap on the right front to stop the driver pulling away. That's a... That is a lock nut problem that they've had there, and the car's going to have to come back up on its jacks. Uh, it came down too early, Sam. Only and stalled now it. Stalled. Oh, Do you remember what I said about the sound? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. The V6. Do these run V6 no, or these, V8? These, these are four cylinders. Four cylinders? These are four bangers. No way. Yeah, turbocharged fours. This, I think we should have a good listen to this here because it's one of the best sounding series in the world.
Okay, Sam and I aren't going to talk anymore now. <laughs> There's no point. There's no point in attempting it. We can't bet at any of that. Yeah, that is a great, great set of sound. Uh, one of the, what we, I was just watching, we didn't see in the pit stop there for the SRO GTR, was the slick tyres. that I could just see them on a, on, on a different sort of line of sight that I've got. They, they, they had the slick tyres waiting and the mechanics holding them just in case the driver changed his mind. As Speaking of changes, this is a change of lead jump coming up. Yes, this is the Drago NSX has finally been caught we said that the Hondas were going very nicely thank you very much indeed and the rear bring 100 car start down in ninth position still with both these cars still with their starting drivers so it's Naoki Yamamoto in the darker of the two cars the bluey purple car in second place the Drigo NSX was started by Takashi Kagure and they are very very purposeful looking cars these new NSXs some thought that we might see one of these in GTE spec if Honda can persuade the FIA and the ACO to allow hybrids. I think it's silly not to let them allow it, but I don't think they will allow it as he's gone goes through. round the outside. Yep, the Ray Breed car takes But that tells me that the tyres on the, the Wader, well not the Wader modular, that's last year, the Modulo car, the, uh, the red, white and black car has, have gone off. Mm. I think that's... But we're in the right. We're in that window now, where a pit stop for dry and for fuel and driver is a good move. These guys are miles ahead of the rest of the field. We haven't seen the gap. It's it's five and a half seconds now. Back to the keeper RCF. It's losing time. The first of the Nissans is the 12, the Calsonic car with uh, Hironobu Yasuda uh, on the Bridgestones. Interestingly, so it's Bridgestones at the head of the field. Yeah. The two Michelin short GTRs did not get the best run in that first and it did look as though they went back onto the same wet tyres I think these guys have all been on wet tyres and what it's been about Sam is the durability of the wet tyre on a drying track I think that's exactly it it's going to be very interesting now for these Hondas to see which tyre they decide to go on to as the Super Aguri Honda gets into the Calsonic Nissan there and that's not done there John no it certainly isn't the bright orange Arta NSX, the number eight car, with uh, Kazuki Matsura at the wheel, having a go at the Calsonic. And there's a change of position. Yeah, the, the, the Hondas are working in these conditions really very nicely. Neither of these cars have stopped, remember. None of the Hondas have stopped, I don't know. No. The, the early stopper, remember, was the, was the NSX of the Drago. Excuse me, no, no it, was, it wasn't. It was the Sard was the Saad, the Denso car, yeah, absolutely and I, right. I think they've got to stop again, John, because I don't think Overline got in. No, no, I'm sure he didn't. I think that was uh, an issue with that car, either a tyre issue or something else that we didn't see. So coming up towards half distance in six, seven laps time, with the Toyota Prius still leading, this is the 31 car of Koki Saga. Yuichi Nakayama waiting to get into that bridge stone short 31 Prius leading in GT300 well one thing to point out about those GT300 cars John particularly the, the, the Toyota Prius is, is a good example it's very much a pro-am class so you have one professional driver and one amateur driver 
and in the Prius it may be that you've got the pro driver in there and the amateur driver will come in and not be as competitive or somebody who is perhaps not been as competitive as he should have been is someone we were just looking at there is the young driver Izawa he is Honda's young hope for the future for Formula 1 and he's really meant to be proving himself in this series and it's not really happened yet how can a turbo 4 sound so good Formula 1 makes it sound awful <laughs> maybe Formula 1 should have listened to uh, the Germans and gone for a turbo 4 well looking down into the Motul Ortec pit um, you can't see it on the screen unless you're watching the Nissan Motorsports Japan web stream on Ustream. Uh, there is still plenty of work going on on the rear of that GT500 car, so it's going to be a while till they get back out. And we're hearing from the track that it may be starting to rain again, and that may well be then the thinking behind going back to wet for that Nissan that we saw earlier on. Now, being able to stretch your tyre, of course, and this is the second place GT300 Audi at the moment. Richard Lyon started that car, but being able to stretch your tyres gives you that opportunity to assess the conditions Wipers certainly going back on and here's the NSX coming in in the lane now this is the 15 car the Drago Modulo NSX Concept GT Takashi Kaguri will hand over to Ollie Turvey here and those are definitely treaded tyres John oh yeah and they are full wet They're, there's nothing yeah. there's nothing that is cut slicks about those uh, quite square shoulders on those tyres very chunky looking on the bridge stones and there indeed confirmation then that Ollie Turvey is jumping in there very distinctive helmet colours for Ollie well at least being English he's uh, he'd be used, used to the, to the rain <laughs> I'm sure everybody always says that that's one of the uh, the small island nations the United Kingdom Japan quite a similar weather in many ways and it's almost always raining Super GT uh, photographers always joke that it's almost impossible to get a picture of one of their cars with sunshine. <laughs> so the just look at the aero treatment on the front of that Honda it there. Is there, John? A little winglets, winglets on winglets. Mm. I remember when end plates used to be somewhere you stuck a sponsor's name. This is sharpening multiple razor blades now, isn't it, when they're doing all that at the front. That's a fairly aggressive, wet-looking tyre. Bridge door yeah. that's gone on to the front of now Richard, uh, of Ollie Turvey. And oh. come on, get it out. I would be very surprised to see that tyre last till lap 82, John. I, I, that's, a lo that's, that's a very long way to go. That's what Unless the rain really does start to come down. It's 55 laps they've got to go yeah. on that. As the Raybrig uh, NSX now coming in for his uh, fuel and tyres. So he would have been scored as the leader. Uh, yeah, and now the keeper RCF's gone through as the leader as well. So it's another couple of lead changes we've had. Five, six lead changes now between three different cars. Is our way into the Raybrig. Remember, this is the young Honda Hope, so this is the one they've got quite a lot behind but they do seem to have another young talent in GP2 this year so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on but the Honda is desperately trying to find a, a driver to put into its second Formula 1 team second Formula 1 team second Formula 1 team Which Honda is also desperately trying to find a second Formula 1 team <laughs> at the moment I, do, I would suggest that they may not have very many people queuing up at the doors at Milton Keynes I think that's wrong, wrong, wrong yeah. why there's only one at the moment 
Now, what's come off? That's wets that's come off and wets yeah. that's going on again. And again, full house wets. And you see the wiper going. It's a pretty decent stop, though, from the rear brake team. And uh, spirited getaway. I think next time we see one of these uh, NSXs, particularly if we can get the stop and we can have a listen as they pull away, I think there's going to be a great bit of sound there. Now, let's have a look in the background. And there is the lead. That, that is the effective lead because just over on the right-hand side of that picture was the white, that, black and red. I thought that was the Audi, actually. No, that's uh, the Audi. Yes, you're right. Very similar colour scheme. That's the Audi being chased down by that little Lotus Evora, which we haven't seen very much of. Now, he's dropped in behind. Is that the Arte? Hey, there he is. I saw so there's a big... There's a he's nailed him on that pit yeah. stop. That's, that's, that's good... And that was, uh, it didn't seem to be a, a bad getaway then by because it takes Turvey. Because of no tyre warmers, it takes a long time to get up to speed on these tyres, John, so... Well, they're, well, they're happy. <laughs> seem to think they've done a decent stop and he's done a decent, uh, a decent stint. So what we need to see now is the, what this outlap lap is. Ah, now we've got a GT500, that's the Calsonic uh, GTR in. Now, I'd quite like to have a listen to this as it pulls out of the pits, John. Right, Yasuda getting out... And Dolivera getting in. This man was tipped for greatness, Dolivera. I actually thought he'd be part of the LMP1 squad. I'm surprised with his Super Formula um, racing. This is the Japanese Formula 1 style championship. He's one of the top drivers in that series. I'm very surprised to see he's not um, in a more international class, to be honest. Oh, and a drive-through penalty for the RCF. Now, we don't know why. This is the James Rostick car. Oh, we might get an out. idea now. This is, well, this is going to be avoidable contact then, isn't it? Comes from a long, long way back there on the yeah. GT300 Nissan, and he's going to spin him, and that is going to be the issue. It's just the 48 car he looped there, John. It's Hiroshi Takamori in the Yokohama Shod 48 Dijon Racing car. Unfortunately, well, that replay meant we didn't get to hear that uh, GTR drive away. And they still are now. This is quite interesting. The uh, Motul Ortec GTR is back on pit road, despite the man with the uh, little restart cross saying, you got to restart. I think the team are going to do it anyway, even though he's standing in front quite sternly. They've dropped over 10 laps now. I do wonder if we're going to get to see the car fire. So we are just watching what you can't see on screen as you're watching the Calsonic, its sister car. The uh, Ortec, Motul Ortec GTR, which had problems. Ah, now he's been given permission to restart. He's got the green board as the uh, Petronas Lexus comes in for his drive-through. Yeah, he will not be allowed to do his pit stop here. Now, Ronnie Quintarelli, who was in this Motul Ortec car, got out um, in the garage earlier and handed over to Rio... No, he didn't. Tsugo Matsuda. Tsugo Matsuda. As we see... Ah, well, that's not the drive-through for, for Rossiter there. They're doing actual, actual stop there, John. I wonder if they're going to do the stop, let uh, Daisuke Ito go out and come straight back in. Yeah. It'll be good to have a listen to this car as it goes. All right. We'll turn the effects right up then. So Rossiter out. Taisuke Ito in. Long fuel stop, so that's fueling to the finish. Lap 40, exactly right. Here we go. Tyres. 
you know what? Those uh, Bridgestone Potenza wets don't look that bad. Here we go. It's a good sound, okay. Very different sound, though, isn't it? You can tell them apart. Yeah, the Honda particularly sounds very different. Engine in a different place, of course, but the GTR, very fine-sounding machine as well. So, but yeah, you. And are you, these all purebred racing engines? These are purebred. They're called the NRE Next Racing Engine. <laughs> of course, they are. Yeah, but they're very, very compact. Two-liter four cylinders. Huge power being kicked out of them. Six hundred and fifty brake horsepower. He's lovely in the back of a prototype. Oh dear me, wow. Ollie Turvey right on it very early on. He's, he's, he's got something to prove, hasn't he, Turvey? Well, he's dropped out to 10th position, but don't forget they were battling for the lead before the pit stops. In now, the number 8, Art of Concept GT NSX. Kazuki Matsura handing over to, to Tomoki Najiri. As the rear brick car is out and running. He's got a long way to go. This One minute, twenty-three point two. A very. Uh, that's more like it. I was going to say the the Nissan was a sort of very downplayed. Oh, getaway. that's that's because that's a GT three hundred. That's a GT three spec Nissan. So that's what your road car would sound like. Okay. Where the one behind was the Honda, which is GT five hundred, and that's what your road car would sound like if you stood on its tail. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like it's wet again out it's there. It's definitely raining there, John. There is big spray now coming off some of those GT500 cars, and I think some of them might get a bit of a shock when they come to press the brakes. Yeah, and now we will see the Rainmeisters. Now, who got into the Keepers Tom's RCS? It was Rio Hirakawa, wasn't it, who took over? No, we haven't seen the Sard car back to the pits which is surprising he's up to fourth position at the moment one this is, stop this is done. the 39 car that's right uh, and, and in fact I'll take that back the keeper RCF has still got Andrea Caldarelli at the wheel the circuit having come back to him now as it gets wetter of course but this is extremely wet now as the Calsonic car now in the hands of uh, Takuya Izawa this young Honda hopeful goes through. Well, this is going to be quite interesting to see um, how the different conditions now are going to suit the different cars. I would not be too surprised to see these Hondas falling back, and as we saw earlier, the GTR started to come back into it as it gets wetter. That was the was that the Art car has just gone by to Tomoki Najiri. If that car has stopped, not seeing all of the pit stops, of course. They do sound fantastic. Now, here is the leader then from pole position. Well, it's been an interesting 42 laps, hasn't it, for Andrea Caldarelli. He cannot hang on to the lead, though. The pace just wasn't there. He'd been shuffled down to, what, third, fourth position. And Rio Hirikawa standing on a little mat there to keep the soles of his boots nice and dry. Nothing worse than damp or slippery boots on pedals in it comes Caldarelli out Hirakawa in that was nicely done wasn't it you can only do that when you're of a certain age yeah it's it, it, me getting in and out of a GT car even a GT3 car with very wide openings is, is not that quick nor 
that athletic, I'm afraid. <laughs> Those days are long gone. Well, we had a very uh, cultural. Not not seen on on screen. We had a very standard pit stop for the BMAX Nissan GTR. Kazuki Hoshino gave way to Mitsunori Takaboshi right. and put on a new set of Yokohamas. Oh, that is very wet out there now into the second half of this 82-lap race. And Sam's prediction that the GTRs at the head of the field might start to find their pace again seems to be coming through. Here's the 37 car coming out. Well, what's that behind him, John? Oh, it was a couple of GT500. We didn't side by side. We didn't see who they were, but it certainly wasn't these guys who are off halfway round the lap now. So it's uh, still wait, and also still waiting to see the GT300s come into the pit lane. Typically, they go a little bit longer. We, we've we've seen they are coming in. We're just not seeing it. That's what I was, was okay. We've seen a few of them coming and going. So that battle will be upset. The Frius hasn't stopped as nor has the CRZ and as I say that, the CRZ and the Audi come in absolutely together, John. And that then, by my reckoning, is the 55 car, so that'll be Kobayashi taking over from Shinji Takagi. And the Audi then... That's uh, Richard Lyons. Richard Lyons handing over to Tomo. Tomonubu Fuji. Now, Tomonubu Fuji was the quickest in wet conditions this oh, morning. Was he? In that class. So he is one yeah. to watch. And they are absolutely pitted together in the pit lane with the CRZ just one pit stall further up towards pit out. So what you, have the, what you have there, John, is a purpose-built racing car. Yes. With very little of the road car left in it. A bit of the roof, a bit of the floor, and a bit this of the bolt. This is the CRZ. Pit, the yeah. CRZ with a road car, pure production-based Audi behind it. So oh. that's a really different type of car. Albeit a very highly developed G GT3 version of that. But Indeed. Still. But both racing in the same class at the same time. Now, that was a much quicker pit stop for the Honda there than they had for the Audi. That and was basically down to fuel. It took less fuel. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're planning another stop. took much less fuel by about four or five seconds and the bright orange and black 55 are the CRZ GT has been handed over then and it's Kobayashi ta Takashi Kobayashi again on we also stops. had the Zent um, Lexus in for a stop and he has just been passed by the Calsonic GTR but did get in front of the Aguri Autobax car but because of his cold tyres look there goes the Aguri Autobax straight back past the uh, Lexus there and this is the 38 GT500 car Hiroaki Ishiura now taking over that Bridgeton short car from Yuji uh, Taki, uh, Takikawa and the, that is really struggling on the outlap exactly as Sam pointed out bright red or the actually not bright red it's a sort of a I think it started out brighter <laughs> yeah it's, it's an interesting colour it's a bit that. dirty now and off has gone the Lamborghini that is I believe right, right front wheel has gone ah well uh, sorry left front wheel has gone this is the Manepa Lamborghini started by Manepa Oradu Kazuki Hiramine ah, the, the wheel arrived before the Lamborghini did Never a good day when oh. different parts of your car are doing different lap times. Big hit on the wall. I mean, you see when these wheels get loose and how... Exactly at the same place that yeah. the wheel came off the car earlier on. Well, it's unloaded at that point, so he's just about to turn in. 
look at the hit that wheel gave that straw bale. I mean, uh, those marshals are quite lucky not to not to encounter that themselves. But the uh, Kubota snatch tractor, a little tracked vehicle already out there. That's going to hurt the diffuser on that car. Still no uh, full course cautions yet, although double yellow has been employed uh, there on the rundown from uh, Piper to Redmond. It's uh, lap 46 in the midst of the pit stops, which means that the Yuhi Segeuchi driven Yokohama Shod Wed Sport at Van RCF leads it, but yet to stop. So the leader on the road, believe it or not, is the keeper RCF, the car that was on pole position. So after all of that and losing ground, six, seven seconds back, Andrea Calderelli did a cracking job when the rain came back. Now Hirikawa at the wheel, Rio Hirikawa at the wheel, is the effective leader, but he's got pressure, and he's got pressure from the, that's the rear brake 100 car, which is now Izawa, Takuya Izawa, and that is the battle for the lead on the track. Well, something we haven't seen, John, on screen, and I'm not quite sure, sure what's happened, but the uh, Zen car, the Team Saad car, I believe, oh, not the Zen car, the, um, the Dento car, I believe has lost some ground when it should really have made up ground when, when everybody else stopped. Else yeah, because they're out of sequence. Unless and they've stopped again. No, they certainly haven't. We've only got right. a little one next to your, their name. The little blue ones, the little blue numbers underneath the uh, the team names. As you see, the Dentsu... Oh, no, they did stop again. You're correct. So it's dropped to ninth. So that stop for the Heike Linen to get into the car, and which I he has now done... And he will be in that car now, yeah. It was the first stop. We don't know what the cause was. I still think that was a tyre issue. Mm. Almost certainly. And whether that was the wrong tyres on, maybe they did go for in this, because that car was slow. Yeah, it stopped on. on lap 20, and we just saw it leaving the pits rather than entering it. So this is the battle now for... Well, it is actually the battle for the lead, because I'm fairly certain that I saw the Wedsport Advan car of Yuichi C. Siguchi going into the pit lane. The Lamborghini's been pulled to a place of slightly more safety. <laughs> Entirely sure I'd agree. I'd say slightly less safety, but you know, Japanese motorsport has a different attitude to certain things. And so this is, at the moment, second position, but these are the first of the pit stoppers. So this is effectively the battle for the lead. If the Wedsport Advan RCF is still out, they've done a cracking run to do 47 laps as they go across the line. That's what the graphics are telling us. Now I don't, I'm not sure if we've seen. We haven't had the graphic up. I'm not sure we've seen the GT300 leader in the pits no, yet, John. That's a very long run for that Prius. So I'm pretty sure that's their pro driver in first. And they will get the uh, second driver in. Now, I've been to the workshop of the, the Prius there, the, the, the 31 car. And it is a proper old school racing workshop with a bunch of guys building a car as it should be. It's not clean and tidy and modern. It is as you'd expect an old school tuna racing team to be they are absolutely the heart of what it's all about and here is in fact this car the green tech prius coming in from the later gt3 and this car does actually use the hybrid system from the roca at much the same as the nismo nissan leaf rc that you and i have both driven indeed 
which is effectively very similar to the GT300 running gear. Now, they did tyres at the same time as they were fueling. Certainly on the front, at least. And now they're waiting. That's interesting. You're right. Maybe they did the tyres before they fueled. Right, they did the fronts before they fueled, and they'll do the backs after. Because it's yeah. difficult to get the driver in yes, where sir. the fuel hose is. Yeah. Okay, I'll buy that one for a dollar. Uh, Nick Holland saying that the car that we were talking about, the, the cover lining car, the off, yeah. went for Inters early on, uh, and the rain came back. So they've had to stop again. Cover lining now in that car. Their strategy may yet play out. They should be able to make the end, but I think everybody else can as well. That's the problem, Sam. Mm, I think, I think most, anybody who stopped sort of lap 40-ish, some of them who stopped a little bit earlier, I think, may struggle at the end of the race to keep those wets alive if it starts to dry out again, which it... That, that looks like it's that, set in. That, it's going to take that's, a that's long not, time yeah, for that not. to dry out. did see one or two cars leaving black marks on the circuit. But that pit stop has seen a change of lead in GT300, and the number 21 Audi has taken the lead, John. Because it, he hasn't stopped yet. He still hasn't stopped, okay. Correct. That is the, the 21 car, is the Richard Lyons car. And I. Ah, no, hang on. Didn't we see the Lyons car in the pit? We have didn't seen, we? seen that, yeah. So it's Tomonobu Fuji at the wheel of that car. So that is a genuine change of lead, then. I believe so. We've, the ticker is in the wrong place, unfortunately. But how did he get past the Arta? Um, CRZ because that car was in the pit lane as well it may have been during that scrap for the GT500 lead that we just didn't see it on screen but they normally show it right that, that wet sport car John is he still out there he's still out there well I thought I'd seen him in the pit lane three laps ago that's uh, don't take any notice of me this is the uh, wet sport Advan RCF running the Yorker Harmers Yuhi Segiichi will hand over to Shuichi Wakisaka. The uh, Wed Sport team run by the son of the uh, series organiser. Ah, getting at the moment their time at the head of the field, although we haven't seen that 19 car. Focusing here on the Calsonic number 12. This is Dolavera at the car. Now there is another Audi. So I wonder if that was a different Audi that we saw in earlier on. Then this is yeah. This is the um, the works endorsed Audi, shall we call this one? And this is the team that we're looking at running the GT500 car. Is that the racing tech car? No, the Hitsunomiya. Ah, okay. If I pronounced that correctly. Well, great battles there going through the field. We've got GT500 so fighting through GT300. So that was Richard Lyons. That was the 21 car. Came into the pit lane, so it wasn't the 21 car that we saw earlier on then. That must have been the other Audi that was in the pit lane. Oh, they, run, they must be running similar schemes then. I think it's the Audi Sport yeah. customer racing default so setting, isn't it? That would now make sense that they stayed out, got the lead... That will put the 31 car back into the lead as they come around next time with Yuichi Nakayama at the wheel. Meantime, at the head of the field with 
32 laps remaining. This is going over like the clappers. No full course cautions yet. Despite the bad weather, the crowds have turned out at Okiyama. Not an easy pace to get to. It's Nismo.tv with live coverage of the Japanese Super GT. Race car engineering, Sam Collins with me, John Hindoff. There is the 37 car. And that car has now been passed by the NSX. We said that effectively was the battle for the lead and that uh, Wedsport car has pulled into the pits. So this is now the leading car, the dark purple blue car through the hairpin and heading down towards Revolver. The keeper car, the... It's, definitely get, it's getting a lot wetter, John. The oh, car beginning to kick about a lot. You just watch the rear end of those GT500 cars, and well, we just the camera cut just at the wrong point. Those of you who are watching as I was speaking there will know what I'm talking about. And Spin there he the is. On SLS. Yeah, absolutely brilliant piece of camera work. Um, unfortunately, it cut away at the wrong point. Uh, Piper Corner has been a place that has claimed a number of uh, incidents. So now, can the keeper, the 37 car, Ryo Hirikawa, can he keep that young charger, Takuya Izawa, very highly thought of in Honda circles, this young man? Let's see what he can do on track so Is far. this seen then as a stepping stone for greatness, if you can do oh, well in much. this? Very much so. I mean, in some cases, they, they see this. In, if you go to the Amalux Toyota sort of museum stroke showroom in Tokyo you won't see a LMP1 Toyota, you will see a GT500 Toyota in the motorsport section you'll get a nice look at the three different types of GT500 car Nismo GTR at the front followed by the Honda and the Lexus Honda all the way through this race the NSXs have been able to choose their line with far greater impunity than the other cars the Calsonic car then in third position taking very much the rain line there through the upward curve now down the long back straight towards the corner that's called hairpin curve right handed hairpin starting to fall away just after the apex now then over the rise into the tricky revolver Piper is the next left hander try and be patient on the throttle here so you head slightly uphill now that Mercedes SLS is still off the line there John just waiting for an opportunity to rejoin us so. Redmond another left hander and this one again is the one that can catch you out as the camber changes just on the exit through Hobbs the right-hander, double apex right-hander, short squirt of power to Mike Knight corner, which is the penultimate corner, pit lane entrance on the right there, and then the last corner is called last corner. The flags go up for the Arctic car, the bright orange and black Honda as it comes across the line. This is very much a Japanese tradition. You wave the flag when your car comes through. We've seen this at Fuji for the... FIA World Endurance Championship so looking forward to going back to that race again this year 
it's one of the best in the calendar, I think. I mean, yeah, J- I agree. J- Japan just knows how to do motor racing. I absolutely agree. And for, for anyone who's fanatical t- fans as well. Absolutely. For and for anybody who wants to sort of has likes the idea to go out and maybe see one of these races. Absolutely, try and get out to Japan and go to one of these Super GT races because you'll be made very, very welcome. I was talking to Fred Gallagher uh, back end of last year. We were working on Race of Champions together. Um, Fred, as many people would know, former world champion rally core driver and now on the rallies committee for the FIA, does like to get around and see some other events. And he said, Right, come on, what are the WAC events should I go to? And I said, Fuji straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, this, uh, we can just see this uh, Toyota 86 mother chassis car in front of the Honda there. Oh, that's and the, the whole, white car. Yeah, the whole rear end is stoved in on it, as you can see from oh, the back. Oh, yeah. Now, we never saw what happened to it, but the rear wing is hanging off. The diffuser's all pushed that's a, in. I think we could describe that rear aerofoil as a, as a jaunty angle. Yes. <laughs> and it's just been carrying on like that. for. It must have been in the pits and come back out as well in this time. So uh, Fine. It, it works better around... Uh, right-handers than it does left with it leaning over like that I'm sure fortunately here at Okiyama not too many left-handers to worry about but uh, the Williams corner does look a bit challenged for that car well I hope you're enjoying the sights and the sounds of the first round of the Japanese Super GT from Okiyama Nismo TV powered by Nismo Global Sam Collins and John Hindorf. This has been a fascinating race. And at the head of the field, the rear brake Honda NSX. Now in the hands of Takuya Isawa leads. This is the battle for fourth and fifth with the Arta NSX being just stretching away a tiny bit from the Zent RT- RCF. Hiroki Ishura driven car now there is the Heike Kovalainen driven Denso Sardar CF easy one to pick out and that car remember rather made a Horlicks of its tyre choice earlier on and has had an extra stop but now in 8th position Kovalainen getting his uh, head round the machinery first ever sports car race we were talking about for Heike Kovalainen do, really? do, we, do we think that's that's the really case? can we think I mean this is one for collective yeah collective wisdom required here Heike Kovalainen has he raced a sports car he's thinking about Richard Lyons he's raced sports cars he's raced sports <laughs> cars before who else did we think might be new? Turvey. But Ollie Tur- no, Ollie T- I'm sure Ollie Turvey's raced a sports car. I, thought, I think he's been a Von Ryan McLaren. I think you're right. I think I remember him at the Nürburgring. Well, the rear end on that SARS Lexus, in fact, all the Lexuses, the Zent one we as well, looks a little bit loose. What, in terms of how it's handling? Yeah. Right, the bodywork? Yeah, the, 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 the Lexuses, or Lexi, <laughs> seem to be a, a little bit loose on the... Just as they come out of the turns, or just just on the apexes, you see the the back ends moving a little bit more than you do with the uh, the Hondas or the. But Nissans. the Hondas have taken different lines all the way through this race, wet or drying, and we have. You have to remember it's a mid-engine car, so Correct. it's got different. It's got slightly different, different weight dynamics. distribution. Yeah, yeah, so it works slightly differently as a car. So. I, we haven't spoken about the GT300 class in a little while, but I ever, I ever. St- 
sneaky feeling that there is a little bit of a battle spoiling up the front of that class. So it's just one to keep an eye on next time the ticket goes past. Juichi Nakayama is, is in the 31 car, which leads, as we see, Honda NSX down the inside of that Zent RCF. And that is a change of position. Zent car now in the hands of Hirori Ishira. So that's Oli Turvey now up to fifth position. I think that Mercedes has finally found its way back to the pit. Yeah, line. good spot. Well, thanks for joining us in the early hours of the morning here in Europe. The weather looking very British at the moment from Okuyama with uh, rain this morning. Dried up for the start of the race it wasn't actually rain falling and we did get somewhere close to if not a dry line at least around the circuit but the rain has returned it's wet tyres for Bridgestone Michelin Yokohama and Dunlop four tyre companies remember represented here in Japanese Super GT a real tyre war and that's the uh, there's your leader yep the Honda NSX driven by Azawa. Now I wonder, can the rain seems to be coming and going? Will they be able to hold on to it? Well, 55 laps in the book. Where's Izawa coming from? You, you said he was Honda's next big thing and possibly tipped for a Formula One seat if uh, Honda can persuade anyone else to take their power unit. Their power unit. So what what is his background is it a is it a classic uh, background for him? Uh, yeah, he's very much a traditional come up the Japanese ladder sponsored by Honda the whole way. He has raced in GP2, has yeah, he? Not? I, I believe he will be racing again this year in GP2. Um, he finished last year's GP2 Championship in 21st position. Didn't get a full season. It, sorry, that make a mistake there. That was for the Nippon. He didn't get a full season in and didn't really deliver, but he has definitely raced in GP2. And in 2014, did the full season and had with a best the finish. Yeah, with best finish was third, and he was 18th overall in the championship. So. No stranger to tin tops either, having uh, had a run out in the Honda Racing Team Jazz. Now, again, that, that's all Honda, so that tells you all you need to know. He's clearly blessed by someone higher above. He's raced for quite a long time in this GT500 uh, class of Super GT since 2007. He had his first race at Suzuka. <laughs> He's only 30. And, it, and is he still being touted as a Formula 1 driver Absolutely. at 30? Yeah. Wow. Well, good for him. So I think that's probably... I mean, this is why they were putting him into GP2 last year, really. You know, 29-year-old in GP2. So to learn the circuit. Yeah. Tipping down a rain. Battle for 4th and 5th now, the Art NXX and the Oli Turvey driven Drago NSX. Honda on Honda action here then. With Oli Turvey in the car with the white front end. The Art colours, the classic fluorescent orange and metallic grey or black. A lot of these sponsors involved in automotive products particularly like autobacks and these people if you drive through any medium-sized uh, city in Japan you'll see the shops and you'll see very 
familiar logos and that is Ollie Turvey going through and does make it stick in the early part of the lap through the Moss Hesses. That was quite that was quite easy move. I don't think that was thought contested too hard. Autobacks for anyone who's not sure is essentially the equivalent of Halfords. <laughs> yes. And uh, I think it's no great surprise that what was once Team Halfords is now the Honda Works team in the British Touring Car Championship, which starts in a few hours. Down at Brands Hatch, Andy Prior returns to the championship in the IHG Rewards Club WSR BMW and claims pole position on his return. That is the mark of a multiple world champion. Yeah, of a series for quite a long time, a series that's seen a lot of changes, but they always say, don't they? Form is temporary, class lasts forever. Well, one driver that may be class that the name you probably haven't heard yet. Nobuharu Matsushita. He's not in this race, but we will see him in GT500, possibly even as early as late this year, in one of the Hondas. He is Honda's next Izawa. Now, he's much ah. younger, age 21, uh, who won the Formula Challenge Japan, which is their equivalent of Formula Renault, but they use a Nissan badged engine rather than the Renault. Okay. Uh, then all Japan Formula 3, fifth position. Then last year's on Japan Formula 3. You saw him race at Fuji, having that fantastic battle. Um, just before the WEC race. Oh, it was outstanding. Absolutely. It's probably on YouTube somewhere, so I've had a hunt around for oh, it, but and, it's worth and it's watching. it's the only time I've heard a press room in unison hold its breath and then have the expunging of um, emotion and, quite frankly, disbelief at some of the overtaking manoeuvres that were going on. It's the only time I've ever seen that in an F3 race ever. It's the most exciting F3 race I've ever seen. It was a fantastic race. Well, Matsushita won that race, and he also is, was the quickest in the GP2 series test, I believe, that was earlier this week. Is he any relation to other Matsushitas who have raced in the past? They, of course, were Panasonic family as well, weren't they, Matsushita? That's correct. They were the Panasonic family. I have no idea if he um, is any relation to Hero uh, Matsushita. And, I, and it doesn't help us there at all. Okay. <laughs> if you know, at Specutainment or ask race car engineer, um, Russell Webb saying, Auto, agrees with you about Autobox, but he says Autobox carries a bit more weight than Alphys. <laughs> yeah, it's probably right. No but record, says Chris Whitfield of Coverline Racing a Sports Car. All open wheel stuff. Although he did test a DTM. BMW, but uh, is it a, DTM, a GT500? I guess I think we have to call them sports cars. It's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting conundrum, isn't it? Because endurance racing is generally thought of as a sports car type thing, Well you can do endurance racing in touring cars as well. Very so much so. Is this a touring car or a sports car race? Well, I'd say this was a sports car race because you've got sports cars in it. And just because what's at the head of the field... Well, no, I, I, the, I think Honda, the Honda's a sports car. The, the Honda NSX is a sports car. The GTR is a sports car. I'm not sure how you class the Prius. That's, uh, just a, bit of, that's a marketing <laughs> exercise, that's isn't it? something completely different. Lotus is a sports car. GT86 is a sports car. I, th I think that Lotus is a beautiful looking car, especially in this specification. First time out for this car, uh, sponsored by Petrona Cintium. 
but it used to be this is the team that previously converted a Riley Daytona prototype into a GT300 car. So this team, this team is known for doing slightly different things. In so there. this is one of the standard monocoques and engine packages with Evora-like bodywork. Absolutely, yeah. And so they've gone through. There's, there's nothing on that car manufactured by Lotus apart from maybe the badge on the nose. Okay. But uh, the project, I believe, has the blessing of Lotus, and the team owner is the Lotus importer for Japan. Ah, that then makes sense. Here's the battle for third now. It's Oliveira and Turvey. Calsonic GTR then in the hands of Oliveira. Very highly thought of by Nissan in Japan. Maybe slightly blotted his copybook at the end of last season when he caused an accident, I think, in the last round of this championship, if I'm not mistaken. Rear-ended... In fact, what is it not Turvey that he made? <laughs> it wasn't Turvey. No, it wasn't. It, it was, was Rossiter. It was James Rossiter. It was. I knew it was one of the Brits. Side by side, then down the hill in the braking area, and that will be a pass for Ollie Turvey in the NSX. Oliveira is toughing it out on the outside and gets it back. Nicely done. Now, on to. The, that was the exit of Atwood, and they're heading now down to the braking area at the hairpin. Short squirt to the left-hander, Revolver. Then to Piper, left-hander. Then a slightly longer straight to Redman. That's Revolver. This is Piper now, the left-hander. Oh, great run off Piper by Ollie Turvey, but unfortunately he won't be able to get through on the inside of Redman. Now, can he get himself in position through Hobbs' corner here? Does the cut back on the inside, trying to get the power down. Two more corners to go in this 61st lap. This is Mike Knight corner, and then into the last corner now. He ran out of grip there, John. Really did. Ah, oh, and that's the Petronas oh. uh, Lexus in the garage. We didn't see that happen. That's uh, Rossiter's car. He started it. Daisuke, Daisuke Ito took that car. They were running well up, mate. Yeah, that was that's a bit of a bit of a happening what one car I've just put it's running 11th in GT 300 we haven't seen it on track but it is out there it is the uh, the Sintium branded the Petronas branded Lexus RCF GT3 and we haven't seen it running there but being Sintium branded suggests that Tom's team are involved in it and Tom's is obviously a works Lexus team which is the car we saw pushed into the garage just now in GT 500 Super GT stuff says surely this is solely a sports car race as GT 500s are effectively pseudo prototypes okay I'll buy that I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that so DTM then is a sports car race <sighs> it's not long <laughs> enough though is it that's the well, I suppose it's a sprint race yeah but they're all based on four doors now though aren't they yeah I think is there no two doors no I think there's two doors no they are four doors aren't they I, I they're the, same, they're the same shape and size as these, so it's a, it's a, it's a bodywork job. It's a marketing. Yeah. Uh, it's marketing rather than anything else. I mean, get used to seeing cars like this in uh, ACO racing, because for my money, this is what LMP1's going to graduate to in the next iteration or possibly the iteration after, because manufacturers want to see the cars that win Le Mans looking more like their street cars. I'm not saying they'll be exactly like this, I'm not saying they'll use these rules, but I think you'll see cars that look more like street cars, more like a, an LMGT, if you like, or a P 
at GTP. We've, we've had that nomenclature before. I think this is where we could possibly be going. Not, and I stress, not necessarily exactly these cars or these rails, but something that looks more like a street car. I'd like to see one of these cars at Le Mans and um, the owner, well, not the owner, the, the organiser of Super GT, Masaki Bando, did make a request that the uh, last year's champion, Nissan, would be allowed to run in this year's Le Mans 24 hours with the GT500 car. Oli Turvey up to third position, now ahead of the Calsonic car. The NSX Concept GT, the 15 car, which started in sixth position. And this is the typical, oh, there's somebody there, let's dive down the inside, can't get through, oh, well, let's go one either side. Yes, I remember a certain Formula One race at Spa that I was commentating on where that happened uh, on the Kemmel Strait. You call that the Zonta moment. Remember that? I do. I do. Ricardo's onto in the Honda. Getting past one either side. Yeah. By Hakkinen and Schumacher. Well remembered. I was there. I was there. <laughs> I was there commentating for Bernie Vision. This is good sounding cars. These are really good sounding cars. So we're into the money laps now, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us on Nismore. Dot TV for this first round of the GS GT Japanese Super GT Championship. Sam Collins of Riscar Engineering and me, John Hindoff. This is second place. This is Hirakawa, who is being chased down now by Oli Turvey. Watch the gaps at the ticker at the top of the screen. The leader has checked out just a little bit. Takuya Isawa in the Raybrig, the 100 car, the NSX. But the battle very much on for second position. And we have yet to see what happens with tyre strategy. Because it could all still change. If it rains harder or it stops raining, we've seen the massive differences that that can make to performances. Well, I get the impression, John, that the rain might have stopped a little bit. We've lost a lot of the gloom. The spray seems to have gone. I agree. It doesn't look like they're racing outside of a Tupperware box. Yeah, it, it, they are... I think the lap times we need to reflect it as well. 34s, 33s on the board. Top three, all on Bridgestone. Yeah, the Bridgestone tyre does seem to be the one to have at this track Today. in these conditions. Yeah. yeah, And that will change all of the cars as well at this time. We should have mentioned this earlier on, but this is probably as good a time as any. What we're seeing here is the purest form of racing we'll see all year as well, Sam, because no one's got any weight penalties right now. That's right. In Super GT, there is a success ballast formula. So, And then after the success ballast reaches a certain point, there's a fuel flow formula comes into effect. Now, neither of those things are in effect right now because the first race of the year, no one's had any success. But you will start to see these ballasts being put on. Now, we're having a look at the two leaders in GT500, there's the Honda. GT300, there is the Toyota Prius. Now, brilliant, brilliant outing for the Toyota Prius. But they will be have a huge amount of weight dumped on them, I suspect. Fuji next round, a month's time. And it is our plan, I think we can say this now, to bring that to you here on Nismore.tv. And we'll team up with RadioLomond.com as well for that one if you can't watch and listen at the same time if our plans have come to fruition there will be a sound archive on RadioLamont.com I'm watching that recording at the moment and uh, provided I can 
dump that onto something that I can get to Tim. We should have that up uh, over this Easter weekend. Very busy weekend of motorsport around the world, particularly here in Europe. Many national championships starting this weekend. British GT at Alton Park on Monday. Brands Hatch for British Touring Cars this weekend. British GT on Monday? Didn't I just say that? Did you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, here is the GT300 battle for fourth position. And it is again a GT3, the Audi. Tomasa Chayo, that was the pole sitting Audi, uh, GTR, excuse me, uh, battling with the R8 of Ozikawa. There is, of course, a GT3 race at Nagaro this weekend, which is. It is. As. Uh, Oddly, what I thought you said. Scott. Uh, Scott sounds. Nagaro and Hilton Park, very similar. The. Uh, as the head of. World Challenge, Scott Beauvais described it, blonde pain, sorry, bland pain, the bland pain championship. I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> Which uh, did make me laugh a little bit. The SRO who organised those GT3 championships are involved a little bit in Super GT, there's an agreement signed at the beginning of this season. The SRO, Stefan Rattel's organisation, will be managing the balance of performance for the GT3 cars in this series. Right. But they won't get involved in the other two types of GT300 cars, which is a good battle between the GTR very good. and an Audi. And these are two FIA GT3 cars. It's interesting we should be talking about at the time that uh, these two guys are battling away. Uh, the, uh, well, the, the GTR there is the full, fully loaded 2015 spec car, the updated car from Nismo and JRM. Whereas the Audi there is the old aspect LMS. No new Audi R8s in Japan quite yet, but we will see those next season, if not later this season. I would think later this season is the plan, I think, to get them out to customers by September, October. Um, and uh, Shinya Hosokawa in that 86 car, started by Christian Mamarov on the Yokohamas, uh, battling with that uh, number 10. Nissan, the pole sitter, Katsumaza Chio, who was at Bathurst, of course, for 12 hours, on Dunlop. So two different cars, two different tyre manufacturers. The tyre battle is in GT300 as much as it is in GT500. And these are these two cars, these are FIA GT3 spec cars, battling for fourth position in the category. I mean, the FIA GT3 spec cars won the championship last year. So much to the chagrin of the Japanese. Much to the noise of the Japanese. So there's more Japanese FIA GT3 spec cars out in the championship this year, and more of the domestically produced mother chassis and Jaffrels cars. Out. But the Jaffrels cars were felt to be too expensive, so they introduced these mother chassis cars, which are much much cheaper and should be quicker than the FIA cars. At the moment, we're not seeing that, but they're all very new. Um. Katsumaza Chio and Andre Kuto. Where's your gentleman driver there, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how... Um... York Muller and Sejiara in the BMW. Now, the studio BMW dropped out early. It was the first car to drop out, and we haven't had any word on what happened with that, I'm afraid. But that looked to have been potentially a, a drop of the car by Sejiara on the early laps, uh, just through that section that these guys have been through. Um through the exit of Redmond 
ended up on driver's left at the exit of Redmond as if he'd looped it into the wall. Car did get back to the pits, but I don't think we've seen it out again. I don't think it's returned to to action. So we don't know what the problem with that is. The BMW is obviously BMW themselves have a new GT3 car coming, which would be the Alpina M6 or the M6 rather. The M6, yeah. Alpina haven't. Alpina have, have decided to rest their GT racing for a little while, but they're not gone for good. Now, that's the uh, BRZ. That's the fast term. I think we've had a proper look at the Subaru BRZ. Now, the BRZ and the GT86 in the real world are identical cars with a bit of badge engineering. Very, very different here, though. That's right, John. This is a JAF rules car. This is a car that the BRZ we're looking at here uses some of the metal components from the real Subaru BRZ chassis. The roof line, the front bulkhead, some of the body panels have come straight from the road car. The GT86s that, you'll, that we're going to see in this race, and we, there are, they are out there, they have nothing in common with the road car at all, apart from maybe the light clusters. So it's a very different philosophy between the two types. But again, they're all in the same class. So it's one to go pouring over photos on the internet for, and you can start to pick out the differences after a while. You know, ultimately, what we're talking about here is whether we get good racing or not. Uh, and the, the philosophy of the cars are similar, and I... I Honestly, I don't have an issue with that. This rain's getting worse, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was about to say that, John. You can see the headlights beginning to pick up that fog and rain coming down. And that is going to move, I think, into the hands of the Nissans again. But can anyone catch that NSX off at fr up front? He's got a bit of a gap. And look how dark it's getting there now, John. And, and as we were talking about, here is one of the 86s. To so, in the, as I said, in the real world, those two cars are... better. Barely discernible apart. A bit of trim difference and a different badge. Yeah. A bit of different treatment on the car. They share the same engine, which is the Boxer 4. That's it. Um, here, they are nary, nary apart common, I would have thought. Nothing similar. This one we're looking at is built by Dome and has a carbon fibre monocoque chassis, whereas the the blue one, the BRZ, we saw has a metal chassis because BRZ has a metal yeah. chassis. Uh, this one has a... Nissan V8 engine, whereas the Subaru has a Subaru EJ20 Boxer 4. Yeah. And that's what it says, Proud of Boxer, Proud of boxer on the front. Yeah. yeah. Um, while we're talking about Dome, uh, talking to the guys um, at Ricard and Dan Wormsley, talking uh, to me in our one of our preview programs for the WEC, you might have heard last week, talking about the um, and there's the Petronas Sintium uh, sponsored GT3 uh, RCF that you were talking about. Yes, come, that is. I'll come back to Dorm in a moment. This is the new um, GT3 specification Lexus. The first time Toyota has really done a GT3 and actually let people buy it. This is this car's only been seen at motor shows before now, so this is the first so this race. This is an FIA GT3 spec car. It's an FIA GT3 spec car, though it's not been homologated, I don't believe, fully to GT3 rules because it hasn't done any of the balance of performance tests at Ladoo yeah. or any similar running like that but this is an FIA GT3 spec car just to go back to the Dome story Stratton of course piled up with Dome to do their LMP car um, continue their working relationship but Dome themselves effectively have been taken over now by Toyota have become an arm of Toyota how this, does that work this is what the reports coming out of the Japanese press are saying that they, they uh, a while ago TRD Japan uh, the Toyota Japan's racing department purchased the Dome Wind Tunnel which is one of the best in the world 
it now seems that whilst Dome as a company will continue, it's going to downsize and relocate from its very beautiful factory in Maibara to a slightly smaller factory closer to the train station, while the old factory is going to be taken over by Toyota for a new racing department. And it sounds like they've employed quite a lot of the LMP1 engineers. So that's going to be quite interesting to see what they're going to be working on. A couple of things coming in on Twitter. Thank you, Jeff Easterling. He says, I think Audi used the RS5 in DTM. So that would be a, a two-door. And Adam Johnson saying, the RCF GT3 lives. Fantastic to see it on track. Any news about when it will arrive in the European series? Well, that obviously, they have to submit that for, for BOP. Um there was some oh look at the water standing on the track now you can see the rain falling very hard at Okiyama here well, that is the GT300 leader there John being beaten up on I believe by uh, two other GT300 cars which I think are un- I now, think I- they may be a way down I think they're unlapping themselves but I'm prepared to hear otherwise because that, they, these two have been at it for a while but that's uh, GTR yeah. has been yeah that's in fifth so that's yeah. fifth place no, of course, it's Hatsune Miko, our favourite car. However, that GTR though might be the second place yes. car. I think that is the second place car, as the laps are running down now, barely a dozen to go. So we're talking in the region of 30 miles of racing still to go. I'm trying to have a quick look at. It keeps on skipping over a bit too quick, doesn't it, John? Yeah. As you can see, sometimes with the car names in Japan, it's more common to refer to the car. Instead of using the manufacturer name, use the sponsor name, yeah. and then the the end bit of the car. So you have an excellent 911. It's still yeah. Porsche, but... Rear Brig NSX, Keeper RCF. And the Studi Z4, yeah. It's, it's just a different approach. But it's respecting the sponsors, of course. The headlights now shining through the gathering gloom at Okiyama as the rain continues to fall and as heavy as we've seen it here in the two hours since the cars rolled off the dummy grid Sam Collins of race car engineering and me John Hindoff watching the action here and the keeper RCF is pulling back the leader the rear brake car is just up ahead you know and that is the battle for the lead there's the leader and struggling oh, look for grid, at the grid horribly held up there by one of the uh, GT86s and now this is the battle for the lead going up the short straight to Redmond corner the left hander where the Lamborghini had its issue earlier on with the front wheel this is the battle for the lead we've got 11 laps remaining and it looks like Isawa cannot find any kind of grip at all coming out the corners and he's absolutely eaten up coming into Mike Knight and now heading to the final corner and that is the lead changing hands there and the pole sitting car has got back to the head of the field Sam Collins John it's absolutely pouring down there at Okiyama circuit you can see that's why it's suddenly gone so dark you can see big wet raindrops falling through the headlights this is Really it's difficult. survival now, isn't it, it? Yeah, this is really difficult for the drivers. They are struggling. And the tyres are old and worn, so they haven't, they're not giving. The tread isn't as deep. The tread blocks aren't, you know, aren't moving as much. They, it's getting... They, they haven't got the grip. And some of those cars have been out on those tyres for a very, very long time. More than 40 laps. The lead changing just a few moments ago as 
Takuya Izawa came out of Redmond, just could not get any power through the rear wheels of the Honda. And the Lexus, on a different line, punches through, and the team punched the air in delight at the keeper Tom's RCF pit. Andrea Calderelli starting that car. It's Rio Hirakawa at the wheel. Now, what I'd kind of like to see, if I'm honest, is what's going on in GT300. Yeah, no, I, I want to have a look at that. That was Tachi-san, by the way, who's, who's the owner, or one of the, the joint owner of Tom's. Uh, ta the, the Tom stands for Tachi Oiwa Motorsport. There is no Mr. Tom. So there is your new leader. And you know, you look at the starting grid for this and look at the finish, and you'll think, yeah, yeah, man, bloke won from Paul. Mm tedious race <laughs> nothing of it nothing of it now further back down this field this is for 7th and 8th and once again the S-Road Nissan GTR has got company and this time it's Heike Kovalainen in the RCF the Denso sponsored car and that is 7th position for Kovalainen and you've got to wonder where and how much further up the field they might have been had they not had that extra stop yeah exactly and the, well the fins are quite good on slippery conditions aren't they so you'd hope and he is oh, I can see him working up a few more positions actually go for line and I really want to see these gaps um, in GT300 and every time I look they have We're just skipped through sc scuttled off to the left 10 laps to go oh, also another there's another spotted there's another uh, 86 uh, running around with a jaunty rear wing yeah. maybe these mother chassis cars maybe aren't quite as solid they're all very new so maybe they're not quite as solid as they perhaps should be quite yet so there is the Denso car of Heike Kovalainen this is the Saad RCF the Denso Kobelko car Kohai Hirate started this car and even in the bad conditions Kovalainen able to shine at the moment there's your leader Hirakawa taking over the car from Andrea Calderelli and Rio doing a great job out there in the almost darkness now. It's much worse for the drivers than that the cameras are showing at the moment. And that is fifth and sixth, the Arta NSX being gained on there by, is that the Zent car? Yes, it is, the 38. So that will have uh, Hiroki Ishiura at the wheel there's a big gaggle of GT500 cars there John all together and that always leads to good racing and and this means that your prediction about Kovalainen being able to get back that there's there's certainly a top five here for Kovalainen I think yeah, if he can get into this bunch he could actually well is that his, oh, the camera just moved out of the way I was trying to see if that was Kovalainen coming over the crest there he might be a little bit too far back John the Arta NSX there at the back of that queue is 43 seconds away from the lead and then uh, he's 20 seconds back isn't he from yeah. this I think with 9 laps to go that's slightly too much even for Kovalainen to get his head around now the Prius has got 14 seconds on the 55 Arta CRZ and then it's 35 seconds back to the Audi in third position. 
in GT300. It'd be very interesting to see what that is next time past the stripe, John, just to see if that little CRZ is coming back at the Prius anymore. I don't think it is, because this is Prius weather. This is Prius weather from earlier on. The wetter it was, the better yeah. they were. The Prius better when it's wetter. Not sure we'll see that on a <laughs> sticker anytime soon. <laughs> it's a month before we go to Fuji for the second round. Quite often rains at that race. Yeah, odd that, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, that will be very interesting to see when the weight and the success ballast is put on the cars, exactly how that changes around the stagger. The Lexus cars tend to do very well um, at Fuji as we look at a change of position with a Lexus car doing very well at Okayama. Yeah, and that's... Tolivera just going back a position there, slipping out of fifth position. He is the lead Nissan, though, isn't he? Yeah, this race hasn't gone so well for the GTRs. Their lead car, the Motor Lortec car, obviously so languishing deep in the field now after losing many, many laps in the garage for an unknown problem. Left rear hub or brake problem. We are only surmising on that, but definitely something was re replaced on that car. Maybe, could have even been a drive shaft that was nipping up. But I think it's some kind of hub or brake problem if I was to, uh, someone was to poke me with a stick and ask me. And here is the Zent car carving its way past one of the Ferraris, or the Ferraris, that's it. It used to be quite a lot more for us. Ferraris always had a presence in, in this championship. I've had all the major manufacturers as we look at uh, Hirokawa, the he's leader of the race. It, you know? He's yeah. leaning on it. He's. he's it's making it work. Eight laps to go. Seven as he crosses the line this time. And the Lexus, the Tom's Lexus, the keeper-sponsored car then, with 12 seconds. Yeah, he's been opening the gap almost two seconds a lap there, John. Oh, and a spin for the Lotus. Uh, yeah, he's got it back going. Yeah, no it's very wet there. It's incredibly wet, actually. We might not get to the checker here. I'd be surprised if they stopped it. Really? Yeah, different attitudes. No, I like it. <laughs> the throttle pedal is uh, under the control of the driver. Unless the standing water in the cars are just aquaplaning off, um, even at lower speeds, then there's no reason. That's why we have rain tyres. It, it is getting very wet, but the water, at least in the pit lane, doesn't... <laughs> And there is that rather battered 86 still. Was that an 86? That yeah. was the 86 with its uh, jaunty rear wing. Ja jaunty wing, yeah. So, counting down the laps now, it'll be six to go next time round. It looks as though that the pole sitter and a new qualifying record for Andrea Caldarelli, it looks like his teammate Rio Hirakawa will bring that car home, Sam. And that's a great start of the season. Almost good to have points uh, in the bank. A fantastic run by the Prius the APR Koki Saga started that and Yuchi Nakayama will bring it home and it will be a double win for Bridgestone tired cars yeah it's a good place to be for especially for the Lexus I mean the Lexus guys have actually been a bit dominant all weekend this circuit has worked for their car the manufacturers in Super GT are allowed to do year on year and circuit by circuit updates to some extent that's been calmed down a little but they still do come with a Fuji kit and everywhere else kit but big updates for the all cars coming into this race and lots of little tiny detail aero bits 
on these cars. Here's the battle for the final step on the podium, and this is the Drago NSX, which at the moment is Ollie Turvey at the wheel. He's desperately trying to hang on as the Arta NSX, the bright orange car, flashing headlights, always gives you two or three miles an hour faster, I think, into a braking area. It's very dark out there, and how in fourth position the NSX driver, who is Tomoki Nojiri, can see anything of where his braking points are sitting in the spring see how the arrow's working and that is a mclaren that spun that is the mclaren pacific racing with mu with who mu mu the, the greek okay. alphabet character mu i i no idea yeah well mu mu is a is a fashion brand but no, just mu just one okay yeah maybe to the budget phone. yeah rival of lambda apparently <laughs> very good um, so Najiri still there sitting in that spray you can see how the aero is working from the diffusers coming down the back straight now into the hairpin Najiri has another oh, little there look there is a the Lexus inside. back there John there's the Zent car that is third fourth and fifth then third fourth and fifth now together and Ollie Turvey could be done out of a podium here and he may drop all the way down to fifth position just and looming out of the spray there. That was uh, a very good stealthy approach. It was Ishura. Okay, Ishura. Yeah. yeah. And Turvey is... Uh, well, he's, he's going to have to cling on with absolutely everything he's got. Five laps to go, and this is the battle. But this is what you predicted, Sam. You said people who use the tyres in the early part, they may be struggling. And it's side by side now. But again, Turvey through Mike Knight corner and heading towards the last turn manages to hold on at least to the line this time around Ishura behind cannot live with the power of these and the pace of these cars down the front straight but here comes Najiri down to the inside and surely if he can get it stopped and he can't, he can't. get it stopped he's gone wide he's gone off oh he's thrown away and nailed on fourth position he's dropping down fifth's gone already and now that means the Ollie Turvey oh, there's a, there's a safety vehicle out on the on driver's left there. I couldn't quite see. I think that, oh, that's for the McLaren. That's for the spun McLaren. Been a lot of spinners there. That was through the S's. That's a very scared, jaunty winged 86 there with a car either side. Round the outside. He's oh, going to pull it off. What a manoeuvre. Another outside pass there. Brilliant stuff from the Hiroki Ishura-driven Zent RCF. So that is third position for that car, and he looks in good shape in this bad weather. Now, if that, if the team manager of that team there congratulating himself look quite familiar, that's Tiger Takagi, who used to drive for Tyrrell. So four laps to go, just around uh, nine and a bit miles. We're not talking much about GT300, because the gaps in that class are expanding, not... Interesting. So yeah. the top three will probably finish as they are, There's unless something happens in the next four laps. But with these conditions, anything could happen. Anything in the next four could laps. happen. I mean, you, I mean, 